Why are we fighting to save the humans? They're a primitive, violent race. Were we so different? They're a young species. They have much to learn. But I've seen goodness in them. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. You all know there's only one way to end this war. We must destroy the cube. If all else fails, I will unite it with the spark in my chest. That's suicide. The cube is raw power. It could destroy you both. A necessary sacrifice to bring peace to this planet. We cannot let the humans pay for our mistakes. It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out! We roll! You got the touch! You got the power! and 15 seconds after the hour of five and this the month of April in the year of our Lord 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. Live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO, this my friends is the Rick Emerson radio show. Thank you for joining us. It is uh, Friday, Friday, April 24th and uh, welcome to day 12. If you would like to join us today, it's 503-733-2970 503-733-2970 if you would like to uh, be part of today's program 503-733-2970 with your comments, questions, clarifications uh, ponderings, ruminations whatever it is you might have 503-733-2970 you can also email if you like it's rick at rickemerson.com rick at rickemerson.com sarah with an h kufo.com tim at kufo.com or nibbler at kufo.com that's with one uh, b by the way uh, coming up in today's uh, show, we have seen a radio correspondent, Steve Kastenbaum, who will be joining us from New York City. Uh, also, Jim Roop from Los Angeles, who, I don't know if he's following the Michael Jackson thing or not. I don't know when that happened. I think it was uh, it was yesterday, last night, something, or Michael, yes. Michael Jackson was involved in some, uh, in some hit and run. Or he, he wasn't driving. It was uh, one, of his, uh, one of his people. He had an ambulance. He's in town for the uh, the Michael Jackson auction. 
I mean, the catalog is incredible. Yeah, no, I... I mean, he bought something of everything in the world. <laughs> I'd like one of everything, please, and a side of everything else. Uh... So and it was some sort of a some sort of an automotive uh, incident with our friend Mr. Jackson. So Jim Roop's going to be talking about that and something else that seemed really interesting at the time. Oh, because it, I I was going to say Jay Leno. Jay Leno himself is not interesting, but I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that Jay Leno hasn't missed a single show in 17 years until last night. And the first night in 17 years that he hadn't been there. And actually, Anderson Cooper was supposed to be on. Wasn't able to do it because he's in the hospital. He's in some undisclosed uh, ailment. So, if for the first time in 17 years, he wasn't uh, wasn't there. And on the one hand, it seems like it's been a lot longer than 17 years. On the other hand, it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long at all. Because he's always, to me, just sort of seemed like a transitional guy. He's always seemed kind of like the temporary host of that show anyway. Uh, you know, before he moved to, uh, you know, before they did that weird switch around with the time slots. Anyway. Uh, well, I guess he's sick. Well, apparently but he's so. laughing with the nurses, as they all do. He's laughing in a squeaky voice, then it suddenly goes all low. All right. uh, let's see, what else might be happening today? Uh, Aaron Duran from GeekInTheCity.com will join us today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what to expect from the new uh, Star Trek film, which opens wide, as they say, on May 7th. Of course, uh, we are going to be doing our own premiere of that Star Trek... Oh, I can already sense that Sarah's microphone is unbelievably loud. I just heard you were like... Literally I just like, heard her jewelry rattle. Seriously, like clicking the button on the back of a pen or something, and it was deafening. All right. We'll talk about why the microphones uh, needed to be readjusted this morning here in just a second. It's a fascinating story. Um, so anyway, th- th- we're going to be doing our premiere of the Star Trek film uh, here in Portland on May 2nd. KUFO's premiere of Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, not the motion picture from like 1980 or whatever, but it, it, the, uh, the reboot is going to be happening on May 2nd. We're going to be showing the premiere of that. And we will talk about uh, last night's uh, Rock and the Red Shirts gathering, where we were giving away uh, advanced passes to that film. We'll get on that here in just a second. But uh, so Aaron Durant's going to talk about what to expect from that movie, and then he's got a preview of uh, upcoming uh, summer blockbusters and tentpole pictures of all varieties. Uh, that is coming up today. Uh, let's see uh, what else. Geek Watch on the way today, and we're going to be talking to uh, some of the guys from the band Anvil. Here's the thing: if you don't know the band Anvil, that's fine. You're not really expected to. Here's what you need to know is uh, that the band Anvil has been... They're a Canadian rock band, and they've been together since 1978. And uh, they are the subject of a new documentary, and it's it just it's called Anvil, and I uh, the subtitle, I believe... Uh, it's escaping me now at the moment. I had it written down, and I forgot to bring it with me. But it's a documentary called Anvil. It's going to be opening today at Cinema 21. And it's getting just incredible reviews and it was at the it, it was at Sundance and I was a huge hit at Sundance so it's this kind of motorhead-esque sort of metal band in Canada that's been around since 1978 and it's these guys who have just sort of d- just stuck with it, it forever to they're playing to sort of you know ever diminishing crowds and I think somebody said that the last time they did a show they were playing to like 15 people but they just have stayed with it all the way through and for so long that they became an object of sort of this kind of cult devotion uh, in Canada. And there's a new documentary that's coming out today, and the, the reviews have just been have just been incredible for it. And it started uh, showing today at Cinema 21 right here in Portland. It's going to be a one week engagement only. Anyway, so we're going to be talking to um, to the drummer and guitarist for the band Anvil uh, coming up later on today. So that's in the uh, seven o'clock. Wasn't hour. It, I think it's Anvil. The story of Anvil. Is it just called? I think I think it was repetitive because I remember it sounded really, anvil, really redundant. The story of Anvil. Yeah, I think that's. A so that is one word. That is not Anvil. No, it's not like 
I'm Bob. Like a cartoon. Anvil. Heavy folly thing. No, it is uh, no A N V I L. Nor is it the pain reliever. Uh, Ad Ville. So it is uh, Anvil. So that's coming up uh, later on today. It's 503-733-2970. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what's uh, on the agenda. And then we have get all of this uh, this audio to get to. I got all this Land of the Lost sound. I got some stuff from Will Ferrell talking about the Land of the Lost movie, uh, about which I am not hopeful, incidentally. Uh, but that, and so that that comes sort of packed along with some stuff from the original Land of the Lost series that they've sort of merged. So I've got uh, all of this Land of the Lost updating to do, because that's a movie that a whole lot of people are following pretty closely. And there's a story about a naked wizard being tasered at a music festival. It's all very exciting. Uh, hello, Sarah Dillon. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. I'm trying to recoup from yesterday. It was the most insane day I have had in years. Really? Uh, so today Honestly. is, what, Friday? I think so. I don't even know. And by the way, just in case anybody uh, wonders if we're if it's your imagination, it really isn't if I sound ever so slightly uh, loopy at the moment. So I got, I don't know how much sleep last night, maybe maybe a whopping three hours. And I'm not really complaining about that. I'm honestly not. I'm just uh, just sort of laying that out there right at the beginning. So if it sounds like my uh, brain is sort of in squiggle vision, you'll know why. And then as soon as I get done with the show today, I get to go home, grab my stuff, and then bolt to the airport as quickly as I, as I can so that I can get on a plane and go to Las Vegas. Oh, life is hard. I'm not complaining. So I'm not. see Miss Britney Spears. I, no, no, no. That's what I said. I'm not complaining. a jet-set lifestyle. I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm just saying, here's. I'm giving a little bit of a heads up because, so after having not slept last night really much at all, go home, grab my stuff, go to Vegas, probably not sleep a lot in Vegas, get back here Monday morning at 1 a.m., and then just come straight here for the airport because there's going to be no point. If I go home and go to sleep Monday night, you know, you won't wake for up for two until hours. Like seven. Well, I, I might wake up, but it's like I would be, but I'd be so much worse off. Like if you, Jeffrey does. Like if you, like if you go to sleep for you know an hour and a half, night, you know, ninety minutes, two hours, something like that. You wake up and you have uh, uh, what a, what a friend of mine called the um, the frayed cheese grater nerves, where you just feel all jangled and you're just sort of walking around kind of twitchy. So at that point, you know, everybody knows you're better off just not sleeping at all. So I'll get back here 1 a.m. Monday morning and just kind of come straight to work. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fantastic show on Monday, <laughs> and I'm absolutely serious about that. So uh, anyway, so uh, so Sarah is, is is you're kind of in the same boat I am today, where you're oh, just a little uh, afraid from yesterday. No, completely delirious. I have not had that jam packed of a day. And I can't even remember. I mean, it's fun, and I love it, and I love my job, and like I know that it was jam packed full of amazing stuff. But at the same time, it was just completely nuts. So here's what happened yesterday. So we we get here yesterday morning. Uh, we do the show. We get off the air um, at nine yesterday. We had uh, some meetings to go to. Um, so we wrap up all of our meetings here around noon or twelve thirty or something. I'm here finishing some other things. This is yesterday. This is Thursday. I get home uh, around one o'clock. Spend about an hour, hour and a half with my wife before she goes to work because she uh, went to work at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So she leaves at around one forty-five. At around I don't know two thirty, two forty-five. I've kind of you know I've taken the dogs out and I've uh, you know made a few phone calls. Got I'm like I can't wait to take a nap. Well, I've gotten I got up early this morning to go entertain the people. Then I came home to spend quality time with my beloved. I can't wait to enjoy some peaceful slumber. And it was right at that moment that the phone rings and it's our program director Chris Paddock. And he says, hey, uh, when can you be at the radio station to interview Kiefer Sutherland? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, Kiefer Sutherland's going to be at the radio station. When, when when, can you make it in? And I said, well, I I guess the answer is right now. Let me get in my car. I know, and I thought it was going to be on the phone, too, because he's like, 
I had just, because I, um, had an interesting afternoon, which we'll get back to in a second. So after the meetings, like, I ended up, um, going to do something else, and then I got home, and I had literally just finished eating, like, my lunch, and then all of a sudden I get this, yeah, the panicky phone call from Paddock, like, where are you? Where are you? Get in your car right now. Get down to the station. He's like, he's like you have to get down there. I'm like, what, what the hell? Okay, I'm like, delirious. <laughs> I thought that it was just going to be on the phone. I didn't realize that Kiefer Sutherland was actually going to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Um... And so Sarah and I kind of bolting to work yesterday afternoon uh, to interview Kiefer Sutherland, and we'll talk more about that interview in a second. You'll uh, we'll be playing that back, um, be playing that back on Monday. Um, but so that we we get here and we're sort of you know, whipping together all of these questions for Kiefer Sutherland because Kiefer Sutherland and uh, a guy that a lot of you may know, a guy named Jude Cole, who um, is a singer songwriter, uh, came to prominence in the '90s and now runs a record label, Ironworks Music, with Kiefer Sutherland. They have um, they have a, you know several artists on the label. Um, one of whom we uh, uh, a band called uh, Billy Boy and Poison, who we play here on uh, on KUFO, um, who, who are quite great. And so they're kind of you know doing this promotional tour to you know to talk about some of the bands. And so Sarah and I are here just like, throwing together, just you know, just trying to figure out what we're going to be asking Jude Cole and Kiefer Sutherland. And then we finish up our, you know, preparing the questions. This is yesterday. I mean, this is not like, this isn't like a story I'm telling from like, remember that one time months ago when we, mm-hmm. uh, this is like yesterday, about 12 hours ago, Sarah and I were sitting in the studio. And so once we get all our questions prepared for Kiefer Sutherland, this is yesterday, Thursday afternoon, then it's just that awkward uh, period of waiting where you're kind of looking at the clock. Yeah, because the meeting was supposed to be at like 3.30. Then it was at 4. Then it was at 5. Then they, it was at 6. And Because they, they're, you know, they're doing some other stuff and they're, you know, they're talking to folks and they have the traffic to deal with and they're, you know, and whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and also, you know, he's Kiefer Sutherland, so he's got a few things on his plate. There are worse things you can do in life than to be waiting for Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> which is like waiting for Godot, but with better hair. And so we're sitting here and then all of a sudden the door opened. And then in walks either, um, you know, uh, Ace Merrill from Stand By Me, or Jack Bauer, or what's his name, uh, you know, the uh, you know the head vampire from Lost Boys, or creepy rapey guy from Eye for an Eye. I didn't call him the creepy rapey guy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yes, like it's so hard meeting him in person and then picturing him playing that such right. so dark of a role because. Hands down, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, so and I have to say, he was a really cool guy, um, and, and this will shock everybody, really just astonishingly good-looking in person. Oh, yeah. That's a thing that I found distracting. Um, this is where you just sit and you... I found myself yesterday, it was just like, we, we would ask him a question, and then as Kiefer Sutherland is giving and uh, giving the answer to the question, I would, in my head, I'd be going, uh, you know, I... I'm, I'm never going to look anything remotely resembling that good. Oh, no, not very many people will. No, it's... Uh, and his and, voice was just magical. Yeah, so he was he was a really cool guy. Jude Cole was great, too. So we'll be playing that back uh, on Monday. So we so we finish up our Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland interview, and that had gone so unbelievably overtime uh, just because it was a great interview, and it went... I mean, we were supposed to have 15 minutes or 20, and I think we did 45 minutes with him, which is just because it went really well. So we wrap, we wrap up the interview at around... I don't know, like 7.15 or something. And then we have this Rockin' the Red Shirts Star Trek gathering that Tim and Sarah and I were all at at the mission last night. So we want to thank everybody who came down for, uh, for mm-hmm. that. We want to thank all the listeners who were there. It was a great well, lots time. Lots of rad listeners are Steve and Dave and many others. I should also take this opportunity to point out that my mother was in town yesterday. And my mother who, and, and, you know, it's like I don't ever do anything. I never have anything uh, really, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of social events. It's not like I'm, uh, you know, like I have a lot of uh, happenings in my life. Then, of course, yesterday they all came together at once. Mom in town and the Star Trek event. Oh, and by the way, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And they're all happening at exactly the same time. So we finished at like 7.15. 
Sarah leaves to go to the mission. My uh, mom has been sitting with uh, my wife. My wife has been very, very patient and has been sort of not babysitting, but you know what I mean, kind of keep my mom company for like an hour and a half, uh, uh, you know, it, it, while I'm here kind of talking to Kimber Sutherland. And so I like bolt up to where my wife works. I grab my mom. I'm like, we're going to the Star Trek thing. Get in the car. You know, so I'm like my mom and I go directly from my wife's work to the Star Trek gathering. Where we walk in, and immediately the first thing my mom sees is a bunch of Klingons tuning up guitars. And she says, well, is this what you do for a living? And I said, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, would you like a beer? Anyway. Said, mom, I'm not in Kennewick anymore. <laughs> Seriously. Mom it's, mom, it's the big time. Klingons, look. Oh, God. I'm so proud of you, son. Jesus, what a, what a day. What <laughs> it a day. was. That was insane yesterday. Oh, oh and then oh, I also God. spent my afternoon at a dominatrix's studio. She's Sarah Dillon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... All right. And this is your friend who's a dominatrix? Yes. All right. Well, it we... was the most surreal experience of my life. Like, between seeing my friend who's a dominatrix and uh, her... Uh, client. Her client. Yes. And meeting Kiefer Sutherland and then going to see a Klingon metal band. like All in one day. Yeah. Yesterday was the weirdest day ever. Too bad my mom was in here early. She could have, uh, she could have accompanied you along to see the flogging or whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, well his... This goes without saying, but we'll have to get back to that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. A close call for a pilot and two flying students as airplane crash lands at Hillsborough Airport last night. It's a twin-engine Piper Seminole ca- came in for landing just around 9 o'clock. The pilot told the tower that all the indicator lights were fine on the plane. Then the plane came down a little bit tough. The landing gear folded up unexpectedly. The plane skidded to a stop. All three were treated for minor injuries. The plane is owned by Hillsborough Aviation. Mayor Adams has decided to indefinitely delay a vote on where the new minor league baseball stadium should be. They decided to save Memorial Coliseum after all. Longview Police looking for a pit bull that attacked a three-year-old boy. He was taken to a local hospital for serious cheek injuries. All you long viewians, be on the lookout for a stray white pit bull with brown spots. It'll bite you, as they all will. The Trailblazers hope to make it two in a row against the Rockets as they square up the Toyota Center in Houston tonight. Meanwhile, getting back to this uh, alleged Craigslist killer, so far we know he's gotten in a prison brawl and has shoelace marks on his neck. They think he may be trying to commit suicide. So he's being put on a suicide watch. In the meantime, the woman he's engaged to still loves him. She thinks he's being framed. The wedding is still on. (laughs) The father of this woman speaks out from the family's New Jersey home. Jim McAllister said his daughter Megan is dealing with the fiancé's arrest and his confidence that he will be declared innocent. She's still confident in Phil. Other than that, uh, I'm saying a lot of prayers. Let me, uh, of course, he hasn't been convicted of anything, and these are just allegations until a jury of his peers finds him to be guilty. But I'm just going to ask this because this, I seem to recall a news program. uh, It might have been this one reporting this yesterday. Didn't they find, like, panties? Oh, like a huge collection. But they weren't just, and they weren't just like any, like, they, they, they didn't just come from the store. Like, they were panties belonging to the victims? Yes. That would certainly indicate guilt. I'm not saying he is guilty. We don't but know that, of course. she loves him. Well, of course. Yeah, that's because, uh... It's all misunderstanding. No one knows what it's like when they're alone. <laughs> that's right, Jim. No we, one knows what love really is. We don't, uh, we don't see the softer side of the alleged Craigslist uh, guy who keeps panties in a hollowed-out copy of Grey's Anatomy. 
Then there's Morgan Houston, the former girlfriend of the accused Craigslist killer. In the doorway, he pushed me up against the wall and tried kissing me. And I was trying to futively push him away and say, no, Phil, get off me. And I couldn't physically get him off of me. And one of my friends was coming back that we had been out with at the same moment, and he had to physically pull him off me. Oh, I see. It's all sexy when it's Luke and Laura, but suddenly when it's the Craigslist killer, you don't want to be held down. Whatever. That's fine. More love gone bad. Lindsay Lohan goes on Ellen. So supposedly oh. uh, cheating. No, you weren't cheating. I don't believe in cheating on someone. You don't Why? believe in cheating, so you didn't cheat. Okay. No. And um, and all the, the restraining orders. I've watched my father do that to my mother like my entire life, so I really don't. <laughs> She's talking about that gal, oh. Samantha. No, I'm not looking to be with anyone right now. I don't, mm -hmm. I mean... I don't need to do that. Right. I think it's it would kind of it gets too distracting mm -hmm. from everything that I need to focus on. Like and leaving town, you miss someone too much, and it's just like you don't want to go sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I really care about Samantha, and we'll see mm -hmm. what happens. Maybe when we're both in, like fully in the right place. Then. Mm -hmm. Jesus, have another Winston. Wow. Good God Almighty! And that is just the. I mean, this is my read. That is just the voice of delusion. You just hear. I mean, just that tone where. You can tell that there's just there's just no substance uh, in in there at all in terms of I mean that is that is a woman who is completely and totally in her own reality. Yeah, I was gonna say she sounds a little broken or something. Just, like she doesn't sound so good. There's no there's no actual perspective being had. She there. needs to be sent back to the factory. That's like the and I know we have some of this audio coming up later. The thing where Paula Abdul was being interviewed, she says she's never been drunk in her life, which is and and you suspect that. that uh, maybe from her vantage point at that moment, that might seem like a thing that uh, that is accurate, but which just sort of demonstrates how she is uh, sort of all alone, wandering the empty shores of planet Paula. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley. So let's talk about uh, Fox News. They seem to be keeping themselves in the news ever since their guys lost. Uh, the latest thing here is uh, Shepard Smith, one of their anchor people. Accidentally dropping the F-bomb, which we edited out. Don't get nervous in the other room. We are America. I agree. I don't give a rat's ass if it helps. I agree. We are America. We do not f torture. We right. don't do it. I'm sorry? That doesn't even make sense. I, it's it's, it's uh, Shepard Smith. Wait a minute. But now, <laughs> Shepard Smith, he's a news anchor or yes. something, isn't he? So why not? That seems like a misplaced swear word, though. I, I mean, it, it doesn't. Does that seem like the sort of thing that that would just naturally sort of be coming out of your mouth if you were a news anchor, anyway? Not my mouth. No, I mean not yours. But I mean, is like in what? Where? Where was this? He was being interviewed by someone. I'm confused. All right, so Shepard Smith, who is a Fox News anchor, is being interviewed. But he was he being interviewed on Fox? No, I, I don't. But that was not on Fox. Oh, okay, on so Fox. that wasn't on Fox TV no. right there. So. Because I was like, I'm wondering if that if that really was how the snake was eating its tail at this point. If Fox was just interviewing their own anchors, that would be great. But oh but we're getting to that point. So then Sean Hannity is speaking with Charles Grodin, and he makes a rather with Charles Grodin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In other news, Charles Grodin still exists. Where was he speaking with Charles Grodin? And it's why? during a debate. All right. This is the media. Everyone's trying to get attention all the Charles time. Charles Grodin. Yes. From the Incredible Shrinking Woman. I, I suppose so. All right. So uh, here's Hannity making a rather unusual offer. Yeah, let's see. Here. Would you consent to be uh, waterboarded yes. so we could get the truth out of you? Yeah, sure. We can waterboard you? Sure. Or are you busy on Sunday? <laughs> I'll do it for charity. I'll let you do it. Well, that's all Keith Olbermann needed to hear. You'll do it for charity? For the troops' families? 
I'll take you up on that, Sean. For every second you last, $1,000, live or on tape, provided other networks' cameras are there, $1,000 a second, Sean, because this is no game. This is serious stuff. Put your money where your mouth is and your nose. Oh, and I'll double it when you admit you feared for your life, when you admit the horrible truth, waterboarding, the symbol of the last administration is torture. It's like wakeboarding, but uh, but less enjoyable. This I, is fun. They are the news now. I mean, that's I mean, here's the thing is, I mean, I think from our perspective, it's like I so long ago just uh, lost any sort of notion or illusion that the news was actually there Sadly, to convey information. CNN is not participating in any of this. I mean, so they're out of the loop. I, so it really has just become like a Why Vince. Why can't Mc- we get Lou Dobbs at least? <laughs> Hey, but it's just Lou Dobbs and his huge clanky teeth. It's just it's like a rag dangling in his mouth. So it's it's just become like a like a full on Vince McMahon Eric Bischoff thing happening over there. Jesus, this whole world is uh, this We're whole just world is started. I have tons more of this. Gone though. nuts, Tim Riley. All right, you know we are a bastion of sanity uh, in this whole uh, insane uh, cavalcade. I've said that all along. All right. Hey, on that front, we come back. Sarah Dillon's going to talk about her afternoon with a dominatrix. And I'm not making that up. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It is Friday. It's 503-733-2970. Just ahead, news from Tim Riley. Later on, Aaron Duran of GeekInTheCity.com and the uh, members of the band Anvil. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm happy Fridays here. I never thought I'd be into one of those cliches, but I, today I feel like, you know, thank God it's Friday. It's uh, It's been a bit of a, uh, a hectic week on this end as well. Not a bad week, certainly. And as uh, Tim and I were just saying in the uh, in the kitchen, uh, I would rather have a week that is too busy than not busy enough. But uh, but it does wear on one after a bit. So It really does. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got the uh, – and then I'm, then when I got off the air today, I was just telling the story that I get off the air, I'm going – Home to grab my uh, to grab one of my uh, my bags and uh, to, to get you know my, and my wife's going to be meeting me and we're going to the airport and then I'm going to Vegas and then I will be back from Vegas about three hours before we're supposed to go on the air on Monday so nice I can already just see the just like the sleepless uh, the future just stretching off to the horizon so are you going to be at the blackjack table right up until you have to leave for the airport uh, I have done that actually I have I remember I think it was the second or third time I went to Vegas and I was just on a I was on a real and I don't play blackjack a lot anymore um, because uh, I, I don't know why I just sort of drifted away from it at some point, but I, but I remember early on when I was first going to Vegas and I was I don't know my my early to mid twenties I played blackjack a lot and and it's not like I'm some blackjack like I'm a like I'm a shark or whatever but I was but I was actually I was good enough at it at one point that I was typically airfare uh, and hotel aside I was usually able to cover everything I did in Vegas just at the blackjack table. Um, and then at some point it just turned on me. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like they say you get to a certain point in sections of your brain just start to atrophy. And it's like I hit about 26, 27, and it's like the blackjack skill center of my brain just deteriorated and switched off. And I would just take it in the shorts every time I went. So I don't do that. But, um, but I remember at one point I was at the blackjack table and man, it was just, just really on a, on a streak. And, um, and just, just, it seemed to be racking up just massive amounts of money. And meanwhile, a friend of mine, he's like, dude, we've got, and it was that thing where we were running so late that he didn't even really elaborate upon that word. He would just look at me and look at his watch and he would go, dude. 
and clearly we were, you know, we were going to be late. And then we end up doing that like O.J. Simpson thing of like sprinting, you know, through the terminal, just like leaping over the turnstile, desperately trying to get to the plane. So you, you got to choose your hotel in Vegas according to which one has the best shuttle service to the airport. Well, here's the thing about that: uh, we are once again staying. We're once again staying at the El Cortez, um, and I don't know if you know where the El Cortez is, but the El Cortez is. Um, it is in Old Vegas. It's in downtown, and it is actually. Tim, are you laughing at me? <laughs> I, I'm getting ready for another story over here. All right. <laughs> I think I'm being made the object of fun here in the uh, here in the studio. No, Rick. All right. You found You're something. Not, no, there's something else. <laughs> okay. Um, so the El Cortez is actually the last hotel in downtown Vegas before it just becomes nothing but pawn shops and liquor stores. It is the last. It is dead freaking last. Um, it, the El Cortez is actually the oldest still continuously operating uh, uh, the casino in Las Vegas. Uh, it was uh, used to be run by Meyer Lansky, uh, like way back in, in the day. It's from the 40s or something. The El Cortez is actually so old that it's got a neon sign out front uh, that actually lights up with an arrow that points at the hotel and says, Gambling. Uh, because it dates from an era when you couldn't just assume, like it wasn't just understood that there was gambling everywhere. Um, so it's fantastic. It's a, you walk in and it's like the carpet is all worn out and it goes right down to the concrete. I mean, it's just it, it it's exceptional. But the point is, there's no shuttle there. I mean, they barely have, I mean, they barely have chairs that work. So, um, did you, did you purposely choose the El Cortez because of its history? Yes, yes, I did wow. because it's got it's got charm. Um, so, and I apologize in advance for this. So we're we're kind of under the under the gun here because I was kind of running my mouth earlier, but. I just ask about this is it true that venezuela gave us an island for earth day <laughs> yes they did i guess i don't know what the deal is with this it's an island in the delaware river right so uh they 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 are giving it to new jersey i don't know how venezuela came to own this island that was going to be my next question is why does venezuela own islands in delaware I'm sure that the the government came into ownership of this island before Chavez uh, even even came into power, and it's been anyway. It's been a point of controversy for a while, and uh, now that he's buddy buddy with Barack Obama, all of a sudden, did, did you like that? How Chavez all of a sudden he looks like a an Obama fan, you know, giving him a book, shaking his hand, uh, you know, smiling for the cameras, all of a sudden. Uh, that's a guy who knows where his uh, bread is buttered, sir. Chavez is like an Obama groupie. Yeah, no, he uh, he turned on a dime. Yeah, he, uh, he obviously understands. That guy can sense the the prevailing winds. So there was some sort of controversy about this island that some developers were looking into a deal to put a golf course on it or something like that, and and uh, Chavez is giving it to New Jersey, but uh, giving it to uh, an environmental uh, sort of trust so that it can you know stay sort of pristine, as pristine as a as an island in the Delaware River can. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, on that note, have a pleasant weekend, sir, and uh, I will uh, regale you with tales of the Il Cortez when I return on uh, when I return on Monday. Uh, you should take a tape recorder and interview some of the uh, the old timers that are no doubt going to be at the uh, at, at the tables at that hotel. Oh, it's a fantastic place. It is really it is where it is where Vegas goes not to die, but to sort of sit and uh, ponder which uh, coupon for Polygrip they should be using next. All right. Neat. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. All right, Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Back after this, Tim Riley has news. Later on, Aaron Duran and the band Anvil. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. He treated me like a dirty whore. Hey, free sex! The Rick Emerson Show returns. Why would I ever have said that? I don't know. You said the creepiest things. 
It's not true. You say the creepiest thing. You do. Let me understand this. So we weren't able to get an interview with Howie Mandel? No. No, he was all booked up. Because this is how we do it. It's such a raging hit. What is that? You've never seen his show, TV show, This Is How We Do It? No. No, I have not. Where he plays pranks on people? Uh. Oh, it is the worst thing ever. Is that like punk? <laughs> it is, but Howie Mandel style. Oh, I don't know what that might be. It's a lot of okay. hidden cameras with moms taking... um. Like, you know, kooky stripper classes and stuff. Oh, like Candid Camera. Yes. But with Howie Mandel. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just pondering the fact that, uh, the, like, 12 hours ago we were sitting here interviewing Kiefer Sutherland and yet we can't get an interview with Howie Mandel. Life is weird. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's the is Rick Emerson. Is Louis Anderson available? Louis Anderson is always available, Tim. Well, I'm going to Vegas. I think he has a show there, actually. So, um, you know, when, when I'm not, you know, when it's not Danny Gans. Uh, it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Still to come today, Aaron Duran from GeekInTheCity.com, the members of Anvil, and we'll talk to senior radio correspondent Jim Roop. At the news desk, this is Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. It's a continuing saga of the Yakima Pooh Boy. Appropriate action will be taken against the Apple Valley school teacher. Not the pool boy. Pooh Boy. Okay. Without right. the L. That's, oh, I thought you were, that was just like the hip way to say it, the Pooh Boy. The Pooh Boy. <laughs> well... That's the way he wants to be known as uh, for the rest of his school career. He's five years old, sent home with a bag of feces, apparently his own. Teacher wrapped it up. Apparently his own. <laughs> Was it ever in question? <laughs> there were allegations you, that... You can't really dust for feces, Tim. Apparently it was found close to his desk. The superintendent of schools has refused to Is elaborate. Is that code for something? <laughs> I'm not able to share this information with you. Remember to clean out teacher. your desk when you're done. <laughs> this boy will now be called Jason. Uh, Jason said his uh, teacher called last Friday and said her classroom was stinky. Jason acknowledged a possibility. And uh, apparently there have been a couple accidents in the classroom in the past. And uh, these are from things emitted from uh, Jason. Uh, Jason. Things uh, emitted from Jason. You, so, mean like, uh, <laughs> you mean like unpleasant thoughts? So because the parents are unable to spend the time toilet training their child, they just put extra clothes in his backpack. And apparently, uh, we're going to leave the problem to the teacher. What are you talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> so anything. Jason never learned how to not That's use correct. the bathroom in his clothes. J- Jason w- w- was never taught you don't defecate on your classroom floor. <laughs> All right, let's. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Yes, because I want to understand the news, Tim. I, I wished. I wished to be. I uh, wish to be understandable. I wish to be, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit, a little bit sleep deprived today. That's okay. Um, we'll we'll make it through this. This uh, happened in Yakima. I uh, so he is how old? Five. He he is has not been properly no trained not to soil himself. Correct. The parents give him extra clothes uh-huh. and send him to school with these clothes because they know the odds are like one in three that he will defecate while he's at school. Right. So he may have changed his clothes, but it did not stop him from defecating on the floor. So that is not a problem. Maybe maybe he was emptying out his clothes and something. That's the problem. <laughs> see, that's my... No, well, see, that is the problem. That's the issue is how did it get on... I'm just asking it clinically now. It went right down the pant leg, I would imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, pants oh, there are, Well, them. there are people eating breakfast. I don't, don't want to be too graphic. Could I take that back? I guess not. <laughs> For saying it went right down the pant leg? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Jason. You'll have to ask Jason yourself. I'm never going to... So no. Is that just a fake name that they gave him yes. to humanize him a little yes. bit? As opposed <laughs> to the poo boy. <laughs> the poo boy. 
Will the poo boy please report to the principal's office? <laughs> well, I think that's wow. something that I think the nickname would kind of earn itself. Like it's not making fun of him. Let me understand you know, this. Back, back in the olden days, uh, children may uh, urinate in their pants, and that wasn't as usual as unusual as <laughs> Jason takes it to a whole other level. He what, really does. What olden days were there where children could just you wet never themselves? had the stinky being his pants guy in your uh, no I. I, no, 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 I did, but I'm, I guess what I'm saying is... I, what was your well, penis you pants you guy's name? You didn't hear, have the poo boy, did you? No, every, everyone stop. Tim just sort of seemed to be implying that there was a time when that was just like par for the course, though. <laughs> that it was like it was part of like it was part of our culture. Yes, I am implying that. What kind of school did you go to? Was that sort of a... Was that I'm like implying a it, too. Everybody, we could do an Insta-poll oh, right uh, now, and no, everyone everybody, has the pee kid. Oh, no, everybody had one guy and one, one girl. It just seems... Are you saying that it was especially prevalent, though, when you were a youth, Tim? No, I'm saying it wasn't that unusual. Nobody would be surprised at that action. No, that is true. Everybody had, uh, we had, uh, there was a, a boy and a girl My name was each. Justin. Tim? Do you remember your P guy? Do you remember his name? I think it was Michael because every other kid was named Michael when I was going to school. Yeah, we had a guy named Rob and a girl whose first name was so uh, so distinct that I, I won't say it because there, there's, it, there, there is no, there's no one else with his, with his name. I would almost guarantee it. Um, so, but yeah, but it, you would, you would just sort of sit there and occasionally you'd kind of go, uh, for the, what seems to be, but in a weird way though, doesn't that seem like that does seem sort of like a accidents happen. Whereas it, how do I, um, I'm very delicate about this. Jason's incident with the, um, you know, with the, 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 the number two, that's, that almost seems, that's a, that's a, that's an, that's an appointment incident. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a thing where one. Now, now, before you continue here, it said Jason had a couple of accidents in the classroom in the past. The dad said Jason is completely potty trained, which is a lie, but hasn't quite mastered cleaning up after himself. We should. So the parents have said, because you're not potty trained, at least please clean up after yourself. So that's where most of this problem lies. So to speak. All right, let's uh, let's do the bump. Let's move, let's move forward. It's the Rick Emerson <laughs> I don't think that Show. What you think oh. it means? <laughs> it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Still to come today. More off-putting news of an almost indescribably repellent nature. <laughs> Aaron Duran from GeekInTheCity.com, members of the band Anvil, and come out of the next hour, CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop in Los Angeles. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101, KUFO. It is 503-733-2970. It is uh, Friday morning. Thank you for coming along. Coming up inside this hour, CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop will be joining us. Uh, Aaron Duran later on in the program talking about summer movies and what to expect from the new Star Trek film. Uh, next hour, and by the way, I did look it up and Sarah was right about this. It is The movie is called Anvil. The story of Anvil, which is fantastic. Um, and so it's a documentary that opens today at Cinema 21 and, um, it's getting at the fantastic reviews. It was at the Sundance Film Festival, uh, this year. It won audience awards at the Sydney Film Festival, the Los Angeles Film Festival. Um, and it has been nominated in the truer than fiction category at the, um, uh, Independent Spirit Awards, which is a, a big deal. So it is about this, uh, Canadian metal band. That has been together since 1982, and I think the guys are—I don't know—the guys are like 53, 54, and apparently it is just it, it, it. Looking at the trailer, it reminds me a lot of that movie. Um, there was that documentary that came out a few years ago called American Movie, which was about um, 
um, a guy who, whose name escapes me at the moment, it was a guy and his friend, and his his overriding goal in life was to make a feature film. And it just tracked him over the course of like six or seven years as he was just doing everything he could to get this horror movie called Coven made. And it was really just a, just an inspiring film in a, in, a, in a very strange sort of way. And this does sort of seem to be the, the, the kind of musical version of that. It's uh, about this band, um, Anvil from Canada. So we're going to talk to two of the guys from the band uh, next hour. And again, that movie's at the Cinema 21 starting this week. So uh, let's see what else is coming up. Uh, yeah, so Jim Roop inside this hour. And uh, later on, we will talk to Sarah Dillon, who had an almost indescribably surreal day yesterday. Like above and beyond uh, the, the surreal nature of my day, which is where we were doing the show. And then we were we had an interview with Kiefer Sutherland about 12 hours ago, which we'll play back on Monday. And we were watching then- a Klingon metal band like... Ten hours ago, and we should Where's actually mother. We, sh- we should take and a I moment. Met, actually, and I met Rick's mom, which I is know. like the weirdest thing ever. We should talk about that because all of us were there yesterday. So, at the mission last night, at um, I guess we all kind of rolled in around seven uh, or so, and then I got there around. I guess you guys were, were Tim was there at seven, and then Sarah and I got around seven forty-five, eight o'clock. Um, and it was our Rock and the Red Shirts event, which was that we were giving away uh, advance passes to the new Star Trek film, and it was really just. Just the greatest, strangest, coolest uh, event. It was this whole long series of uh, of, of Star Trek clips uh, that was playing um, on on a big screen when he walked in, and then there was just people in red shirts and sort of badly attached uh, Vulcan ears, like as far as the eye could see. <laughs> and my mom was there, yes. And then a Klingon band took the stage. And the best part, by the way, is how one of the Klingons was wearing eyeglasses and then began to scream something about how the new Star Trek film was an anti-Klingon piece of propaganda. It's all very... And then they just launched into this this overpoweringly loud Klingon death metal. And and my mom just kind of gave me this look and... And she said, "I felt that, so bad for her." <laughs> well, she had earplugs at least. They rustled she had, up earplugs she had for earplugs, her. Earplugs, but she was also sticking her fingers in her ears. Well, because my mom, God bless her, wanted to see. She wanted to see what her boy does for a living, and what her boy does sometimes is to introduce uh, Klingon metal bands. And so she was sit- sitting like I don't know, maybe about ten feet away from the big rack of speakers. And so the Klingons come out, and you know they 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 talk about Star Trek and how Star Trek is a is, you know is a is an evil piece of uh, media manipulation designed to sully the good name of the Klingon people. And at that point, I just saw her sort of knitting her brow in confusion. And then they start the song, and it was like sitting next to a jet airliner uh, as the turbine fires up right next to your ears. And I looked over and I saw the same thing that Sarah was talking about. My mom has earplugs in. And is sort of holding her fingers up because so the Klingon metal is uh, is deafening. It, it, it's something you don't sing along with. No, no, you really don't. So, all right. It's uh, 503-733-2970. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on this uh, Friday morning. Six grown men, some of their 40s, are arrested for racing expensive sports cars along Blood Alley. Highway 18 in Grand Ronde. Because she loves him, the accused Craigslist killer's fiance claims he's being framed and she refuses to cancel the wedding. An EMT says Michael Jackson sideswept his ambulance. Keith Olbermann says he'll pay Hannity to get waterboarded. Paul Abdul gets defensive about her loopy behavior. Broken-hearted Lindsay Lohan spills her guts out on Ellen. Amanda's charged $62,000 for downloading a movie. Over 100,000 Iraqis have been killed in their war so far and we're not done yet. President Obama will soon get a souped-up BlackBerry that's even better than Sarah Dillon's. Fantastic. Do we know where? Uh, do we know where the Craigslist uh, killer is registered? Uh, let's see. We don't. All right. I'm it's just it's saying... probably a, a Boston. I would say maybe Filene's in Boston. That seems. <laughs> where does today's fashionable internet murderer uh, <laughs> re- re- register, Tim? <laughs> 
Maybe we should uh, guess. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should go and uh, you know and, and see if we can. I don't think the phrase "fashionable internet murderer" has ever been uttered. I'm uh, you know I'm just saying it's these are the cultural trends that interest me. All right, I bet if we could go to Craigslist. You'll look under that heading and find some. I bet, I bet we could find out. Um, maybe help them uh, pick out a pattern of uh, of some kind. Did you say he had already been involved in a prison brawl? Yes, uh, he already got in a fight, and there are shoelace marks around his neck. I don't know if that's made up by his lawyer or not. I, I mean, See, I wouldn't think that would be the case. I would think, wouldn't they just... I didn't think you could have shoelaces. I thought they just took it away as soon as you went to jail. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like Velcro and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was like just a, they took away it your... It could be made up. Yeah. And wouldn't you also think that they would have that guy in some kind of... Like he'd be in a private cell or something? I guess now he is. It's odd that he... Well, I would hope so. I mean, it's odd that they would have him in... Just general population or whatever, we get a beat down, especially because he hasn't been. I mean, we're all. It does seem for all the world as though he's probably guilty of extreme creepiness, if not actually extreme killingness. Well, uh, well maybe he wasn't introduced to the the rest of the population. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce you to the Craigslist killer. Please welcome him <laughs> to our cell block. Will you please give your attention to the door and welcome now to cell block five, the alleged Craigslist killer. And then whatever his name is, it doesn't. It's kind of falling apart. Please sign up for the bridal registry. We'll be leaving the book out in the cafeteria today. Uh, okay. Well, in any event, these are all allegations. He could be innocent. I'm sure he is. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Straight ahead, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Roop will join us from Los Angeles later on. More from Tim Riley and uh, Aaron Duran will be here to talk about uh, what's coming up in the new Star Trek film. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It is Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. What a catastrophe. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Here's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. Coming up later on today, Aaron Duran will be here from geekinthecity.com to talk about what we can expect from the new Star Trek film and to uh, look at upcoming summer movies. We'll also talk to uh, the guys from the band Anvil, uh, that documentary Anvil, the story of Anvil, uh, opens tonight at uh, Cinema 21, ladies and gentlemen. We'll also talk about... Sarah's afternoon with a dominatrix. All right, you're wording that strangely. How would you like me to word it? <laughs> with my friend, the dominatrix. F- That's much better. <laughs> Sarah will talk about her afternoon with her friend, the dominatrix. So this is. So we talked a bit about this uh, yesterday, I think, or the day before, where it was. It's a uh, a friend of yours uh, who we will we will not name, um, who is a, a professional uh, dominatrix, mm-hmm. and which and she does not engage in relations with these uh, men. It is just a, they they are simply men who wish to be uh, controlled or uh, demeaned. Yeah, in it's some weird. Fashion. There's absolutely. I mean, of course, there's something sexual about it. I mean, there, there's absolutely nothing that she does that's sexual about. Well, there's no uh, there's no sexual contact of no. any kind. It's, no, there's uh, hardly it's all, any it's contact unless it's, unless it's the beating. Tell me about it. Uh, so, uh, so this is yesterday afternoon. You went to uh, to observe her at her place of business. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. I gotta. Here's the thing. I gotta hold all my questions on this because if I start asking now, then it's just gonna. They're gonna sort of dive right into that. Yeah, you just, can't start asking because questions. it makes you wonder: Is it in someone's home? Is it located in a strip mall? Is it a franchise? Or just how does it work? I. Uh, not seeing. I got to say because we're going to talk to Jim Rupp in a few. She, we've has, got, she has a workspace. We've got stories to uh, to get to. We've got Aaron coming up, so I want to make sure we don't sort of derail ourselves with this. So, but that's later on in the in the show because I want to know. I, and I really, this isn't like a thing where I, where like 
where I already told you, you have no idea. No, like, yeah, it's not like I know a whole lot about it and I'm pretending I don't. I just, I, all I know is that you went and you sort of watched her do, do her thing. Uh, so we'll talk about that later on. At the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. So the cops pull over six exotic sports cars racing on Blood Alley. That's Oregon Highway 18 next to Spirit Mountain. Bad place to do it. Who who named it Blood Alley? That's I did. <laughs> Back in 1998, where every Friday afternoon there'd be a fatality, and I would have to put in extra hours and not get paid. Wow. That's the real tragedy, Tim, is that you were having to work more without getting paid. That really is the... the fact that a place called Blood Alley exists or anything. <laughs> Or that it was named that because of, you know, death. That, too. Every afternoon before 5 o'clock. I have to stay for another half an hour. So, anyway, (laughs) that's how it got its name. Blood Alley. In Blood Alley, this happened yesterday morning. Somebody called the Northern Command Center to report cars zooming past each other in the no-pass zone. The cars are apparently part of a pack of 20 cars traveling to an annual road trip and accepted the tickets without incident and great happiness. These are $679 tickets. Uh, it was not enough to defer one of the drivers, though. Two hours later, and 100 miles away, apparently was pulled over again. The license plate? Bad Bull. Okay. And Blood Bad Alley is, is what exactly? What stretch of road is uh, this? Highway 18 near, near uh, Grand Ron, on the way to Spirit Mountain Casino. I'm sorry that it was so inconvenient for you, Tim. Spirit Mountain <laughs> Casino. Well, at least you're getting that story done now, Tim, so you don't have to stay later on in the day. That's true. That would be the unkindest cut of all. That would be. Blood alley. Alley. Isn't it really? Let me ask you this. Have you ever have you ever done the thing where somebody, uh, <coughs> pardon me, ran the highway, and there's a guy zooms past you, and he's clearly just a, just a reckless douchebag, and then later on, you'll see him being ticketed? Isn't that, that a, happened yesterday morning? Really? Yeah. Please to tell. Uh, once you go over Sylvan Hill, I noticed a sports car, and it was a silver one. A beautiful car, and he just thought that he could weave in and out of traffic lanes. Well, the cops are hiding at the top of that hill every day, but I won't tell you what time, and they caught him. Excellent. And did you sort of stop and have a just a small warm glow in your heart as you went by? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I sometimes get tired and forget that I'm speeding too, so now I leave the GPS on, and it always does the warning. Does it tell you when really? you're when you're speeding? Yes, it does. See, because I again, I'm you know I'm the early adopter, but my thing about being an early adopter with some of those uh, gadgets is that. I will often be the early adopter, and then I will just keep that first version that I buy until it just completely goes belly up, and then I'll get the like the latest one. Like um, uh, it, like I update my MP3 player pretty frequently, but uh, the the TiVo I had that Series One TiVo for for a few uh, years before I I bothered to get a new one, and so it is with that with my TomTom, uh, which is just like the the best thing that's ever existed. Um, and that's I'm not not like a paid endorsement. I'm just it's 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 fantastic. And I, uh, Lara got that, uh, for me for Christmas, God, probably five years ago now. I mean, it's, and re- relatively speaking, I mean, by, by the standards of, of the GPS systems they sell today, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge, but I mean, you know, it's the size of like a, I don't know, it's maybe the size of like a, like a, uh, like a softball. Um, so it's pretty large, but it's still, you know, it, it, it works flawlessly, but it does not have some of those kind of zinky functions that they're putting out now. What, uh, voice does your, uh, GPS speak in? A woman. Did you pick that, or is that the default voice? No, that's the only woman that comes with it. Really? Yeah. You don't have the option of, like, Mandarin uh, Chinese-speaking guy no, or something? No, I, I got uh, restaurants and gas stations instead. Okay. Uh, should we do a quick Britney watch? Because you're going to like this. We uh, uh, Jim uh, Roop here is on the phone oh. from Los Angeles, so we'll do it's that. It's a California story. Let's uh, go to the... Uh... I love LA. 
go to the uh, the bat phone here to uh, speak to our good friend uh, Jim Rope in Los Angeles. Good morning to you, sir. Morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, all right. If I uh, if I sound a little bit uh, uh, weird or ragged on the phone today, it's because uh, th- we are all going on here in the studio collectively. I'd say we had about nine hours of sleep last night, um, and so. Having uh, worked yesterday, we went to this uh, sort of this kind of Star Trek uh, uh, shindig uh, that the station was doing last night, and I uh, got up today to do the show. And then, as soon as the show is done, now I mention this because I know you are uh, familiar with this. Uh, you're familiar with this place. As soon as the show is done today, I'm just bolting out of here, going home, grabbing my stuff, and then my wife and I are going to the airport because I am flying to Las Vegas, where I will be staying at yes, the El Cortez <laughs> for two nights. So. Uh, in about, uh, I don't know, in about, uh, the, the probably 10, 12 hours, you'll be able to find me inside the bright pink walls of the Cortez, uh, watching the 75-year-old barmaids, uh, serve watered-down daiquiris to my wife. So Beautiful. It's gonna be fantastic, sir. <laughs> uh, hey, real quickly, do you have this thing about, um, <clears throat> about Jackson being in a, in a car accident, or Michael yeah, Jackson? Yeah, I heard about money? that, yeah. A couple of, uh, ambulance drivers, I guess, um, that said they, uh, 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 uh an Escalade... Um, Cadillac Escalade hit their vehicle, knocked off the knocked off the rearview mirror or side mirror, and and they were banged up a little bit. And uh, Jackson came out of a hospital or something, and got into the Escalade, and it sped off. So that's uh, that's about all I know. You know, it's, it's so weird the places that that guy pops up. I mean, I know there's been the whole business with his, you know, the auction and where they're going to sell the stuff and where they where they weren't, but you. It's sort of bizarre that you think at any given time, like no matter what you're doing, like you'd be sitting at home just having some fish sticks or whatever, and you, you kind of lose sight of the fact that somewhere out there, you, mean, you can kind of look out the window over the city and think, Michael Jackson is out there somewhere right now doing something unbelievably creepy. I wonder what it is. You know? Like you well, all... apparently he's getting involved in a hit and run at three twenty in the afternoon in Beverly Hills. That's apparently what Seeing he's like doing. who even knew he was there. Like I always said that I wanted like one of those NORAD maps where they can sort of you know, they can track what's happening with like you know, Russian launch silos or something. I always wanted one of those for Andy Dick. So I just at any moment I could look at a map of the globe and know where Andy Dick was so that I could avoid him. <laughs> just so I could make sure that it was a good like two, three states between me and him at all times. <laughs> and that there was like an Andy Dick proximity alarm that went off. So if he got within a hundred miles of me, I could you know take the appropriate steps and precautions. Uh, you know, apparently the ambulance drivers who got sideswiped by that Escalade posted pictures online somewhere. I don't know where, um, but there are photographs of Fantastic. this incident somewhere. Uh, what is uh, what is up with our friend uh, uh, Jay Leno? Is it true this is the first show he missed in 17 years? Yeah, since he started uh, the Tonight Show in '92, he's wow. never called in sick. Yeah, I mean, he's been off. You know, but it, not 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 sick. You know, Leno's sort of like the Iron Man. You know, right. he um, and for him to admit he's not feeling well, then to check himself into a hospital, uh, that's a big step for him. You well, know? and it's, here's the the reason why it seemed immediately like it was probably pretty serious because a, as you said, he is. I mean, and uh, however sort of bland he may be at this point in his career. I mean, you can't. I mean, the guy certainly has a work ethic like nobody's business. Um, first show he missed in 17 years. And as you said, he's a guy, you know, you don't hear a lot about Jay Leno's sort of, um, you know, personal life. Not that it's any of my business, but I mean, you know, but unlike a lot of celebrities, like you kind of know the broad strokes of his personal life. Like, and he's, you know, and he's happily married and loves cars. And, you know, and that's, that's about it. And he, Jay Leno kind of, he doesn't really seem to exist. He's like a Max Headroom kind of a character. Like, the, the, you know, like, I, I, 
you just never ever get the sense that there's anything behind that sort of Carson was the same way. Facade. Yeah. You didn't hear anything about him except he's a cold-hearted individual <laughs> that's, that's who never he... speaks to Ed McMahon once he leaves. <laughs> but nobody cared. That, I mean, that's and maybe Leno does that. Maybe he's modeling himself on Carson in that sense. That he, the television persona of Jay Leno is is about ninety nine percent of what we know about him, which which again is fine. But so the the idea that he would kind of cop to the fact that he wasn't feeling well, and then today they actually use what was the phrase they used him? Well, um, let's see. I'm at the the K, KTLA reports. A, he's in good spirits. B, cracking jokes. C, writing jokes. And D, testing new jokes on the nurses at. Apparently, St. Joe's Hospital in Burbank. And that's the sort of thing that always makes me suspicious, because that was the same thing they said about Reagan after he got shot. It was like, no, 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 he's up and joking with physicians, which you always just know is a lie. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, with Leno, I I believe it. I mean, uh, you know, literally, St. Joe's is right across the street from NBC. I mean, he he just went across the street. And... um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thinking it's he ate some bad food. He probably had the squirts or something, you know, and he went in to get checked out, and they decided to keep him for a little while. Did, I don't know if he's still there or not. I wonder, he used to frequent Bob's Big Boy across the street from there. I don't yeah. know if he still does or is, if that's still there. Is there I a, see Drew Carey in that Bob's all the time. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's still a Bob's Big Boy yeah. around? Yeah, it's the original 1942. Mm-hmm. They have that car show there every uh, – that's why he goes, because every Friday – this big car club brings all their classic cars and takes up all the space in the freaking parking lot. So you can't take your family in to get a burger. Do they? Boy, everybody's so tested today. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> like, we were... Can I just tell you something that happened about about uh, two minutes ago? So Tim was just talking about uh, a traffic incident that happened near here um, on... Uh, on uh, Was it Highway... Uh, highway 18. Highway 18 on your way to, uh, on your way to the, uh, the coast here in, the, in beautiful Oregon. And Tim referred to it as being, he, he referred to that stretch of highway as being Blood Alley. And I said, who named that, that stretch of highway Blood Alley? And Tim said, I did, because it used to inconvenience me back in 1998 when I would do the afternoon news and there would be all these deaths and I'd have to stay late and not get paid for it. And then there was just like this long, awkward silence in the studio. Um, so, wait a minute, does that Bob's Big Boy still have the, the polyurethane kid out front with the Ronald Reagan hair? Yeah. Wow. All right. Is that the only one, or is there still a chain of those things? Well, I, I think in the Midwest it's called Frisch's Big Boy, but um, there's still lots of big boys. I, I think mean, there used to be one in Van Nuys. What's that? There used to be one in Van Nuys. There's, it's still there. It's Van Nuys, Glendale, Burbank, where the original sits, at least the West Coast original. And then it became, I think, JB's at one point. Uh, the, you know, they, they have names, the big boy name it's it's the big boy restaurants but what if whether it's bobs or frishes or jb's or whatever that changes depending upon who buys that franchise Interesting. but it's the uh, it's the big boy chain and you know it's weird because in the midwest where i grew up uh they put tartar sauce on the big boys and here they put some sort of salsa or something i don't know what the some red relish stuff on it see and i have to say for once i don't have to end one of these calls uh, being all embittered uh that now i'm hungry after having a food discussion yeah, and you're you know, right yeah. here you Except, know what don't forget you'll you'll be able to go to in and out that's what i'm there. saying see that's that, yeah. that this time i'm gonna get you know get off the air today get on the plane go to vegas and uh, i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna wait till we get to the hotel uh between the airport and the el cortez uh there is at least uh one in and out burger and i will be stopping yeah. there Fantastic. All right, my friend, have a satisfying weekend. We will uh, speak with you next Thank week, you. sir. Have fun, man. There you go. Thank you, sir. Hey, guys, Jim Roop, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in Los Angeles. Wonderful. All right. Hello, Sarah Dillon. Hello. All right. So straight ahead, uh, we will have more uh, from uh, 
large stack of disturbing news stories that we've got over here. Sarah Dillon will talk about uh, her afternoon yesterday spent with her friend who is a dominatrix. I'm not making that up. Uh, Aaron Duran will join us here in the uh, studio to talk about upcoming films and members of the band Anvil. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. Oh, yeah. No, she's, uh, no, yeah, no. Daddy, daddy likes her. Ew. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> you know what? This is, this is like one of those things in, uh, it's like one of those things in therapy where they have, uh, you know, or, or like the intervention in, in, where they have the, uh, uh, they have the secret videotape. You know, of you when you're drunk and you're like, I never loved you. You were a mistake. And then they, and then they, you know, say, now, do you see the way that you sometimes act? How does it feel to uh, to see yourself behaving that way? That's what this is right here with the, uh, with me saying something <laughs> like, daddy likes, who was I even talking about there? It's Megan McCain. Oh, God. Oh, no, daddy does like her. Did I tell you my about daddy, my daddy? I mean, Rick Emerson. What? Speaking of therapists, did I tell you about my therapist this week? No. No. Wait, you dumped your therapist, or did no. you? Or did this, you not? This was supposed to be my last session this week, and um, but she gave me I a totally for a free one. No, I totally chickened out, and I stood her up. You and your therapist need a therapist. You, I really, you need to get. I one stood of her up. I was too afraid to break up to break up with her face to face, so I just didn't show up. Do you want me to dump your therapist for you? No, I I'll like her. It. I just no. I'm. Just, I just. I will totally break up with your therapist. Send her a text mail. <laughs> it was so <laughs> passive aggressive. Like I feel, I feel really bad. You have to pay for that now. I know. This is too. Look, I'm not going to tell you, you know how to I'd live rather, your life. I'd rather. I'm, I'm paying for lack of confrontation. This whole thing seems weird. <laughs> Seriously. I uh, I mean, here's the irony is, it, like, you're so mental about not breaking up with your shrink. I think that maybe you need to keep seeing a shrink. Just not, you really need to see a shrink about how you're dealing with your shrink, who seems a little nutty to me as well. So just, let me just. just Sorry, me, I didn't mean to cut into the news hour. I just God, wanted to say that. Damn, let me see if I can the, unravel this in my head. I totally forgot to tell you that. So this is. The shrink who you, you were sort of at a stopping point because you felt like you had just sort of resolved what you needed to then resolve. Then there was one appointment after the last one. Well, the, so the, the, but the, yes, because the deal is you felt like you were just at a stopping point. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that anybody's ever, ever, ever perfect or completely whatever, but, but you felt like you were, you were at a good breaking point, like you'd kind of, uh, you know, it resolved some things and you're like, all right, this is, this is a good time to move on. We are at a natural ending point. Cancel it like a newspaper. Exactly, yes. Tim. Um, but then she convinced me to have one more session that i didn't want which to by do. the way and that's creepy to me i yeah. don't mean the past judgment but the fact that like you were like at kind of at a stopping point and you told her that and then she convinced you to have one more after by the way your final session with her by by you were talking like 40 minutes of her showing you like her ipod and like yes. look at this kindle that i bought with your money sarah dylan <laughs> uh, so that she convinced you to have one more session which in my opinion is, is a little odd and then so come you, back next week, so I can tell you about my luxurious new vacation. Seriously, <laughs> why do you come uh, come back uh, come back and I'll show you these ceramic I'm tigers? I'm sorry about that your I money troubles. Out. Let me show you all these frivolous purchases I have. I mean, really? I mean, did you feel like you were sort of on like the old school wheel of fortune? Where it she's was, saying, I was laughing on the inside because I'm just like, I have to. When she was showing me her new her brand new iPod and her Kindle and stuff, I'm like, that's right. Okay, I'm paying keep, you keep to show me. Keep on talking your while I balance my checkbook. <laughs> Sarah, do you spell Quicken with one C or is that a CK? I don't know. Uh, so she convinced you to come back to her for another session, and I, in my, I'm just saying, in my opinion, you should have dumped her right then. You, when she, when she was like trying to get you to come back for one final, which is totally, you'll forgive this, like the boyfriend trying to get you uh, to come back over for one like last charity hump uh, before you, you sort of you know, mm. bust up with him, and then, and then, so last, what was it this week? When was it? 
Wednesday. So was Wednesday supposed to be this one last meeting? Yes. And then you didn't go because you're afraid to have the one last meeting because you don't. And then I didn't return her phone calls. But Jesus. So what is your but what is your thing? Do you just not want her to be angry at you? No, I mean that. Well, that has always been one of my issues. No, no, I just don't like saying. I don't like saying goodbye. Like I think maybe it's coming from, like moving around a lot from place Leave to place. Leave her a voicemail. Mm-hmm. I guess. Or but now it's message. too late. She's probably up at this point. Because I was going to call her and I keep. But no, no, I want to no. call her. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. You call her when she's in a session. But I don't know when she's in a session. Yeah, but but, see, but, you, but she, look. Does it sound like this woman ever lets a patient go? I mean, she's probably got patients from 6 a.m. to midnight. I mean, really, does it seems it sounds like she's collecting uh, patients on a charm bracelet. So it, I'm just saying, like, no, no, no. When I wanted to uh, cancel it with my shrink and I didn't want to talk to him in person, I would totally call, like, in the middle of the – like, you figure maybe starting around 2, 3, 4 in the afternoon when, when they're probably busy. And the sessions always go from the top of the hour to 50. So the session would always – a shrink session, and Tim doesn't know this because he's, you know, stable – uh, or yeah. no, I'm going to have to get a shrink. I'm feeling left out of this. I mean, I'm just saying, Tim, it, uh, it's the latest fashionable accessory uh, for today's neurotic media professional. So, um, but the, the sessions go from, let's say, 1 to 150, and then there's a 10-minute reset, and then 2 to 250. So I would call it like 225, right in the heart of the session, and you know that it goes directly to voicemail then. And I would say, hey, it's Rick. Uh, yeah, not going to be able to make it in, so... Uh, Is the 10-minute break at the top of the hour so she can go to the ATM and make a deposit? Is that the way it works? <laughs> Well, I like having this job, too, because this job is a good excuse. Because I'm like, you know, I was just so exhausted from waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I just, you know, I totally spaced it. Plus, you know what? I did get a new phone, and I did um, have the, the appointment in my other phone. Wait, have you already apologized to her? No, but this is what I'm going to say. All right. That well, sounds good. But you should just not. Why don't you just do that? X. If you I don't want it, because her, her intentions are good, I think. Well, leaving aside that issue. Uh, but Her what, intentions are monetary. If you don't really, I mean, two things to say, and then we'll then we'll go to the news desk. One, if you avoid, if you like avoiding confrontation, why don't you just do the guy thing? Just don't ever call her again. That's kind of what I was thinking. Well, there you go. Just turn down the fader. I was going to say, well, what if I need her again? But I don't. I, I think that that relationship itself has run its course. Yes. I think the fact that you're going mental over your shrink. Uh, indicates that if, even if you did have future issues, this is not the shrink for you. No. Like well, your shrink if I'm sitting there, when she's telling me, remember she told me all that private stuff about her, like, intern, like it started to turn into like, uh, oh, I miss my youth therapy session for her. Yeah, your shrink's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to say that right now. And also, it just, uh, so that, um, uh, what was my, oh yeah, I mean, like your shrink shouldn't be anything that you stress out about. Like that's the, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel stress or anxiety about going to see your therapist because, like, then that—I mean, if Seems I can just be, counterproductive. be serious for one moment, because that's because that like that's that's totally counterproductive, and that's not what it's for. Mm-hmm. And that should be like the biggest red flag right there. And it's—I think it's one thing if you're like if you are feeling anxious about the shrink because you know that there are big issues within yourself to address, or mm-hmm. uh, or there's there actually there's actual real conflict within your 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 uh, you know within your dynamic uh, with other people, and you really these are issues you got to go in and tackle, like you got work to do or whatever. But if you're just like, oh, I just don't want to see her, it's going to be all kinds of awkward. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's wrong. Final point: uh, my shrink that I saw some years ago, who I did I did quite like. Uh, she was just fantastic, uh, and then she no longer practices. Uh, but um, she was great. But maybe this is why she no longer practices. I used to be like her final appointment of the day because I was just working, you know, pretty late at night. So I would go see her at like six fifty until, or you know, at, at, at like seven o'clock until seven fifty. So I was like at the end of the day. 
And uh, the deal is like you don't ever hand a shrink money because I guess that's supposed to be weird or whatever. And so you put like I have a check and you just put it like in a little tray like on her side table or something. And at the end of the day, she didn't even bother to hide it. Like it would be a stack of checks like uh, like this. I mean, it would be like a it, it seemed like it was about five inches high. And you would just kind of look at that and go, that's a that's a that's a good racket to be in. I got to give me yeah. some of that shrink money. Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, Tim Riley. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Three are injured in a crash at Hillsborough Airport. Happened last night. Two students and the flying instructor, they were landing a plane. And the plane's landing gear folded up at the time of the crash, and that's what caused it, basically. The uh, three were treated at the scene. They were badly injured. Let's see. We have a couple of good stories. We have the Octo Mom, one to add another member to the family. We have a fried chicken fracas. But I think first we should go to the Britney Watch because it's very important. Here's your Britney Watch for Friday. So this will be a lot more fun for you if you watch the uh, visual aid. I have the video of this at RileyLive.com, and I post it. I know a lot of you are on your way to work, so you can't watch it. But Rick, this go is, to RileyLive.com. Th- this, this is the first thing I want you to watch when you get to work. All right, one, it's so much fun. One moment here. Let me go to RileyLive.com. Does this have anything to do with my uh, impending trip to Vegas? It, it, I don't think it's going to happen twice. This happened in Oakland last night. All right, because I am uh, uh, so I am seeing just uh, for the purposes of, purpose, purpose of public record. So I am seeing Britney Spears uh, tomorrow night at the MGM uh, Grand, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, sure to be an exciting show. Okay, I potted the volume down here, but okay. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm at RileyLive.com. So I'm going to start this. So Britney is lying on a couch, and one of her aerials comes down. There he is. Grabs her by the hair and accidentally pulls out her hair extensions, <laughs> leaving him at the top right. of the chair. All right, I'm watching this video here at RileyLive.com. And uh, oh wow, <laughs> that's a lot of hair. That is a lot of hair. All right, so I just watched. So I just watched this video at Tim's website. So yeah, so Brittany's lying on a couch in the middle of the stage, like a psychiatrist's couch. But, yes, uh, and uh, so a aerialist comes down. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a dancer's, but lowered, lowered essentially on like a trapeze thing. He picks her up off the couch, and so the ga- the gag on stage is supposed to work like this. The, the sort of gimmick is that Britney's laying on a couch on stage. The guy is lowered down essentially on a rope, uh, sort of like a search of Soleil He's thing. kind of uh, like wearing a uh, what a dominatrix would put on some guy. He has kind of a gimp, uh, Jeff Allen kind of a thing going on. Uh, and he grabs Britney, and then they embrace, and then the rope lifts him back up, and then they kind of go back up together. All of which I think goes really well, except for the fact that, yes, as she is being lifted off the mm-hmm. couch by the trapeze thing, He's like leaning on her hair, and so if one you of think he would know better. One of her <laughs> hair extensions, not one. That's multiple that's, hair extensions. That's now, a chunk. Well, let me ask you that. That's what, a chunk of hair, uh, and it just, so it gets pulled out and it just stays on the couch. Yeah, so it's like it suddenly Brittany and the and the and the uh, the other dancer are gone, and there's just a huge hank of hair laying on the couch. <laughs> that's great. So I have a question. What is Sarah Dillon? What is a hair extension? Is that like a weave? Well, there are different kinds, Rick Emerson. You can also you can get individual hair extensions where they're attached to just like smaller bits of hair like so this. How do they, or they, you can get like shelves of hair. So how do they do they glue it on or something? Yeah, they can glue it or they can tie it. All right. So it, but, it, but most so of the time it's glued. Hers are probably tied at this point, I would imagine. 
Well, that doesn't, but if it, no, see, but that wouldn't be the case, because if her hair extensions were tied, you couldn't just, like, pull on it like that and have it come off, right? Well, he might have been a strong guy. But wouldn't she have gone like, ah, ah, ah? Yeah, she may have, but like... she wasn't mic'd at the time. I'm sure you would have heard that. <laughs> She's Had screaming. her microphone been on. <laughs> Let's go to Brittany's microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're pulling the hair out of my head. <laughs> Maybe you'll hear that tomorrow night. <laughs> that's fantastic. No, that's yeah. I'm watching this get. He totally pulled out like a like a curtain of hair. That's... She may have been screaming. She just wasn't mic. <laughs> You're scalping me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kill me. It's Friday. Uh, okay, so uh, so that's so I'm seeing Brittany at tomorrow Maybe at the MGM. See that. Be watching when her hair gets pulled out of her head. <laughs> I'd pay that's more why, for that. That's why everybody's coming. I, w- I would have paid for better seats if, <laughs> if I would have known. All right, so let's keep, just real quickly here, uh, before we close out the, uh, the Britney Watch, let's, um, wow, you can see this video, by the way, at RileyLive.com. <laughs> it's um, a perfect way to start your Friday. It really is. All right, so let's 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 make a little list here of things that have uh, that Britney has had happen to her in concert. <laughs> to her hair? Oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, sort of concert, and we, we and we'll just we'll confine it to live performance uh, things. In other words, uh, things that have happened to her or that she has done that are weird during live performance that I might expect tomorrow with the MGM Grand. So her mm, has fallen out. So hold on, hair extensions pulled out. Hair extensions pulled. You know, it makes me wish. You know, the things about my my BlackBerry. I love my BlackBerry. But even though I've, but I've got the corporate edition, they call it the 8830, and there's no camera, uh, which, That's you, know, uh, you which, have a psychiatrist and a Blackberry. Yeah, I'm living, I'm living the high roll in life, Tim. Dream. And two poodles. I have to have a, I have to have a Blackberry <laughs> to keep track of my many psychiatrist appointments. Um, any, anywho, uh, and I typically don't ever, don't mind, like I don't take a lot of pictures of my cell phone or whatever, so I don't That's mind. nice but, to have. But see, for this, like going to see Britney, it would be nice to have that Blackberry just in case, does like, Lara have she a- gets set on fire or something. Um, see, uh, she does, she does, she has kind of an older phone, but she does have a camera. Alright, so hair extensions pulled out, um, her, uh, uh, her, her delicate, uh, uh womanly area. <laughs> um, nose. yes, her nose, Tim. Uh, fell out at one point. Her nose fell out. <laughs> uh, her mm, fell out. Uh, she's had multiple open mic incidents where she swore uh, and said, like, you know, she was like mm-hmm. cursing and uh, oh, she delayed the audience thing because she delayed the show because of the pot smoke a couple weeks ago in Vancouver. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, there was that thing where um, there was that video that came out about six months ago where you know because she lip syncs except for the stage banter. Uh, but you know, like a lot of people, you know, when you lip sync, you typically, people think that when you lip sync, you're just moving your mouth and you're not making it like you're miming. And that's not really the case. When you're lip syncing, you're typically singing because it's actually, if it's actually harder not to sing at all, it's very unnatural. But when you're lip syncing, you're typically just singing pretty softly. Uh, you're singing real softly just to sort of make your mouth do the right movements. But somebody had mic'd her when she was supposed to be lip syncing. And so you were getting like that, going over the PA. So there's that. Uh, lip sync PA. All right. Um, so that was, that's just a small sampling of things that might happen tomorrow. And you know, here's the thing. I, like, I care, uh, not that I care so little. I mean, I, I remember, I, mean, I am kind of excited for the show because it's kind of a, you know, it's like the MGM Grand School place and it's a, it's a exactly. pop culture happening. Mm-hmm. And, and here, and I am, I, I am kind of curious to see what it's like because I haven't seen sort of a big pop show like this. Um, in a long, I'm trying to think of the last kind of pop concert. And really, honestly, I think it might have been the Spice Girls, which was like ten years ago. 
So, I can't even remember. Well, I went to see My Chemical Romance, I think, which was the closest to a pop concert I've been to. Yeah, and even that was sort of, you know, that's kind of, you know, it, it's it's rock in, in its own way. So, I mean, it's, you know, but this, but this is like an out and out dancers, costume changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I, didn't we see, what did I see that had a lot of costume changes? Uh, it seems like I saw something that did. I might be thinking of a rock show, though. I might, I really, I really, I might be, I actually, I might be thinking of like Alice Cooper or something, but, um, so, uh, but I haven't seen like a, a pop concert in a long time. So I'm curious to see what that's like. And I, you know, here's the other thing. Like, I don't even know if there's an opening act. Does, does somebody like Britney Spears have an opening no, act? Then she'll make you wait. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be great. Okay. So that's, uh, so that's to the, tomorrow I'll be seeing, uh, Britney at the MGM Grand tonight. The Osmonds though. All right. There's your, that's Brit- incredible. There's your Britney watch. We'll close this out. Here's Nickel Arcade with Vodka in Heaven. Emerson, Sean, Rock 101, KUFO, more straight ahead. Broadcasting from the greatest city on earth. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> Caller 10 gets my seed. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101, KUFO. It is Friday morning. Good morning to you. It's 503-733-2970. Still to come. Later this hour, we're going to talk to uh, the drummer and singer-slash-guitar player from Anvil. We're profiled in the new documentary, Anvil. The story of Anvil. How many times can I say Anvil in this sentence? Uh, that is tonight at Cinema 21. And uh, I really would strongly encourage you to go online and watch the trailer it's uh, inspiring. for this film. It, it looks pretty great. And, uh, again, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pretend like, I, no, I'm an old, I know lots about Anvil. Um, Anvil's one of those bands that you sort of heard about, you know, through the late 80s. They were kind of threaded through a lot of conversations you would hear about rock bands. And they were always kind of mentioned in the same sentence as, like, uh, Motorhead. Or you'd hear them mentioned with, like, uh, like uh, Keel or, you know, something. Um, and they just never really found... Uh, they never really found fame, fame and fortune, and by by some accounts, ended up playing you know to like twelve people you know in a room somewhere. Uh, but they they never gave it up. Uh, they they are still out there doing it. And so there's a, a this documentary out that is uh, is apparently very uh, very sort of funny and sweet and inspiring. So we're going to talk to those guys uh, later on in this hour. In just a few minutes, we'll uh, welcome Aaron Geek in the city Duran uh, to the show. We'll talk about. Uh, the new Star Trek film, which is coming up. Uh, actually, the KUFO premiere is going to be a week from tomorrow, May second. Goes into wide release May 7th, and uh, of course, uh, we will uh, talk about what to expect from that, as well as other tentpole pictures for the summer. Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines on this Friday morning. The Octo Mom is getting an Octo Pet. At least she'd like one. Three original plane crash lands in Hillsborough. Jay Leno is in good spirits, cracking jokes, writing jokes, testing new jokes on the nurses. Uh, Shepard Smith drops the F-bomb on TV. Hannity volunteers to be waterboarded. Keith Overman says he'll pay for every minute he has it done. Michael Jackson's involved in a hit and run. A lot of his stuff is being auctioned off. A big catalog for that. His uh, painting and artwork. Also, some Hitler paintings are being auctioned off. So there's some competition there. Uh, Paula Abdul gets defensive about her loopy behavior. And broken-hearted Lindsay Lohan spills her guts on Ellen. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Hitler. I barely knew her. All right. Oh, and I, I realize now, too late do I realize the error of my ways. I forgot to have my mom's picture taken with the Klingons last night. Um, so my uh, my mother was in town 
I was that it was just this confluence of events because I don't typically my my dance card is very rarely that full. I don't have a lot of social engagements, but my mother was in town last night, and it was this just. A whole bunch of things coming together at once. It was the Kiefer Sutherland interview, uh, which we will be uh, playing back on Monday, which which was fantastic. But mm-hmm. you know, it was a bit of a late. I mean, we we you know that kind of it kind of came out of the blue. We weren't necessarily expecting that. Uh, and then it was kind of a last minute thing that Chris Paddock, uh, uh, you know, it made happen, and it was uh, it went very well. But that sort of was uh, you know kind of got thrown our way in the afternoon. Then we had this Star Trek thing uh, that was happening last night, and then my uh, mom was coming to town, and she rolls in, and I'm like, Mom, I, okay, I'm going to try to pick up as soon as possible. I got I got to talk to. Kiefer Sutherland, and then I got this Klingon thing, so um, I'll be there in a bit. Can you hang out? All right, thanks. All right, love you lots. Bye. Uh, you know, and it's my mom went to the Star Trek thing last night uh, and was adorable, by the way. Uh, she was adorable. She, she looks terrific for her age, too. Uh, my uh, my mother's uh, it's clean living, Tim, um, and, and Swedish jeans. Uh, but uh, I didn't get a picture of her with the Klingons, which I sort of regret. I, I think there might be a photograph, actually, of her in the front row. Uh, like with her fingers in her ears and her ears, which are already plugged with like earplugs because she wanted to show support. You know, she wanted to support, you know, support for her son and all that he does. And so she's sitting like five feet away from these speakers, which are just belching out this Klingon rock at like 5,000 decibels. So it was, uh, it was altogether great. So if we all, if we all send a little, uh, we all loopy sound totally crazy around the edges, crazy. uh, it's, uh, it's because it's been a bit of an action packed week. So, and this, and here's the thing. Uh, so I get off the air today. I immediately go home, grab my stuff. My wife and I, uh, go to the airport. I get in a plane. I go to Vegas. Tim goes home to her, his, uh, her medically sealed uh, chamber. Sarah has got, we didn't really talk about this much, but you got that date at I noon. I do not have a date. You have a date at I, noon. It is not a date. I'm, you I'm have a social, you have a previously planned social engagement with a boy. Yes, but I I don't think it's a date. I think is it a business meeting? A chance meeting. <laughs> are you is it are you going to meet no, cute so when you grab the wrong luggage? That he doesn't have to work today, and you know, and then I'm done with the show early. So. Who asked who out uh, to lunch? Well, he asked me, and but I think that he. But it is I, a previously planned uh, social engagement no, with no, a boy think, no. who asked you to go to lunch. No, I think that he ha- might have a girlfriend, though. So I think it might just be a social. Are lunch. you assuming he has a girlfriend, or do you know? Well, the thing when I've talked to him, he's never mentioned anything about it. But when other people have, because that's always the way it works. <laughs> Guys are always no, no, no. I uh, no, this ring. No, it's uh, it's just it's uh, no, it's, it's this. No, my mother gave this to me on her deathbed as I was comforting her. It's not a no, no, a family no, heard, ring. No, I I haven't found anything on the internet. To say that he has, but I stalking. <coughs> no, I'm pretty sure that he. That How much he does time have that. you spent online looking up whether he has a, oh, a no, girlfriend just, or not? Just uh, just checking like the uh, like. No, a, after like I met him, a... I was like, I just looked, but um, yeah, it didn't say anything. He didn't have you asked other anything. people if he has a girlfriend? No. Why haven't you asked other people if he has a girlfriend? <laughs> Is that something you prefer not to know the answer to? It's just a business lunch. <laughs> see, but that's but see, okay, that's, that's a lie right there. Together. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think so. I mean, I think it, I I don't think it's a date. I think it's just something we're just going to go out two people eating food together. Really? Really? I mean, can't can't someone just meet somebody and just you know? So like eat? when so like when Paddock and I went and got a sandwich on the Tuesday or whatever. So we're Paddock and I are on a date. No, see, you aren't on a date. You guys went and grabbed lunch together, just like friends. So right. This is a new friend that I'm just going to have lunch with in the middle of the day. I see. So it is. There's no. Well, I don't know. There's because, no attraction. It's like you don't, an episode of Friends. You don't find him attractive in any way, then. In fact, you're completely unattracted to him. That's kind of hot. All right. So there's a hot guy who's asked you to lunch. 
you don't know if he has a girlfriend or not, but how much investigating have you done into this? Not I mean, much. there's really not much you can do, right? You can either, like, he either says it or he doesn't, and maybe, like, if you have common friends, you go, so is, um, so is, um, you know, is, uh, is, is Phil seeing anybody? Um, I mean, is there Mrs. Phil? And then, or have you even... No, I haven't even asked. Does he wear a wedding ring? No. All right, well. No. Are you going to, um... Are you uh, are you going to bring it up at some point in the conversation no, if he no, no, doesn't? No, because I'd rather just talk about things because I don't I don't I you know I'm Let me not ask looking I don't want any sort of relationship in my life right now. So I mean if it if it I would be more relieved if it is just like a friendly little thing. But see, but that all right, why? But, but he's still fine, fine. But he is very pretty to look at. Okay, let's welcome <laughs> now to the uh, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from GeekInTheCity.com, our good friend Aaron Duran. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am uh, fantabulous. Right. Hey, uh, first and foremost, before we do anything else, uh, so thanks so much for your help kind of coordinating the uh, the Rock and the Red Shirts Star Trek shindig, which happened Oh, no, uh, it was my pleasure. I had a blast doing that. That was so fun. I we, uh, my headphones up here. Um. It was uh, it was, it, it was really <laughs> exceptional. There was this a fantastic sort of montage of Star Wars and Shatner footage. It was Star Wars. Playing, or Star Trek and Shatner footage was playing in the background, and, um, and you know, there was kind of the people in red shirts as far as the eye could see and then the uh, Klingon band comes out and it was I it was one of those it destroys the entire room I mean really it was like listening to um in this uh in the book um in the in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series and I think it's at the restaurant at the end of the universe yeah. there's this band called Disaster Zone <laughs> and Douglas Adams refers to Disaster Zone as being um, not only the loudest band ever, but quite possibly the loudest noise of any kind at all ever to exist. And then they talk about how the only safe way to enjoy the music of Disaster Zone is, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, from within like a fallout shelter that is buried three miles beneath solid granite, uh, yeah. you know, on a planet three solar systems removed from where they're performing. And that was kind of Stovacore last night, the Klingon band. Yeah, I mean, they open with a song called Destruction. I mean, yeah. so that, and that pretty much is, you know, how the whole night goes. It was, uh, but it was so great just to see all these, red-shirted Trekkies, you know, head-banging nerdily, you know, at Stovacor is screaming and Klingon about the, the death of the human empire at the hands of the Klingons. <laughs> it really was It really was pretty great. On a totally unrelated note, let me ask you this about uh, Sarah's social oh, engagement today. Oh, come on. So oh. if, if... That's why you dress like that today. Like what? I'm just saying. I wasn't going to say it. Oh, my God. I'm wearing like a button-up <laughs> shirt in my oldest pants. Well, normally, Are you, you kidding normally me? You, you button up a little higher and... Oh, Jesus. Well, that's a fair point, I suppose. All right. Uh, wow. Hello. Hey. Uh, what? Man, Sarah oh and her Dylans. I. <laughs> Win. Wow. Um, and you're now matching your shirt color. That's cute. So uh, uh, so let me ask you this. If this isn't a date, Sarah, uh, the uh, guy who is presumably single and uh, now you're Although buttoning is- all the way. Like Sarah's buttoning all the way up to her now neck now. Mission. All the way up. <laughs> you want to tie? Oh, I'm missing the button on the All the way up to the chin. Um, well, now you look all repressed, and that's kind of hot, too. So if this Some isn't a date, what is a date? Well, wait, where did where did you meet this gentleman caller? I met him through friends. Yeah, so you have friends in common. Yeah. So you guys were set up on this date? No, no, no. No, we, he asked her out. Oh, we met, okay. He didn't ask me out. Like, So I had, I met him. And then um, we exchanged pleasantries. And then the, the next day, I got an email from him. The next day? Yeah, the next day. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, you know, it was really nice to meet you, blah, 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 since I'm not, you know, since I don't work during the days, maybe we can get lunch sometime. And I wrote back, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good to me, you know, whatever. How fast works. did you write back? Um, I didn't get it till like, the day, the next day, so. Wait, I mean, so hold on. So no, no, you, meet how- on, you meet on day one. Yeah. He emails you day two. 
And I didn't get it till the f- day three. Okay, you responded on day three. Yeah. All right. And then um, three three days of communication in a row. And wow. then <laughs> there's like no lull time there at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then so I'm like, wait, I'm like, yeah, you know, lunch sometimes sounds good. And then so he wrote me back that night and said, you know, like, okay, well, I'm free. on day three. On day three, you know, he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, well, you know, if you want to meet up sometime this week, that would be great. Uh, either you know Thursday or Friday works for me. And I said, okay, well, Thursday's kind of crazy for me. How about? Friday and here. And so, were you? Uh, so, are you meeting up to discuss something specific, like perhaps weekend plans? No. You eat lunch. I eat lunch. So, in other words, it's not like it's not a thing where like you both got to build a volcano for the school science fair, and so therefore I'm you sure need to go to lunch and discuss. Have some it. kind of common ground to talk what, about. Uh, don't give specifics because I don't want creepy stalkers. But what kind of uh, eating establishment are we going to? Here? Oh yeah, I, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a. Did I, he pick the oh, place? Is he picking the place. Yeah, we haven't. Well, yesterday, uh, last we spoke, he said that <laughs> I think that he doesn't like eating um, like greasy bar foods. He's going to think of some place, and I'm like, okay, cool. Some place that's slightly more upscale. No, not upscale. To show he's a man of means. No, and you, you know, I don't expect him to pay either. I think it's just like two people just going out to lunch together because um, we don't have to work during the middle of the day. All right. So let me just. I'm going out to lunch with somebody today. Are we dating? I, well, I guess my question is, and in addition to that, I also have the... So I guess I can see where you're coming from. What is I the dividing line between this and a date? What would exactly, make this I a date? I just met him... Well, whether or not he had a girlfriend. Okay, so if uh, he's... Well, see, but then do we know that he does? Do we know that... Let me... Okay, I, I've been he, told. I've been told by people who know him that he does, in fact, have um, a girlfriend. But... Maybe she'll, uh, maybe she'll be coming along. Yeah, maybe she'll be there as well, see? and there then see go. that would remove all the awkwardness. Sarah. Yeah, maybe maybe she will come along. Well, right. I mean, although but then it's kind of strange. It's like, well, then why are you like, you know, he knows I'm single. It's like, then why are you asking him? I don't know. Oh, this is weird. Mm. So I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, great. It's, now thanks for making me. I'm just saying. I, you know, look. Uh, I mean, maybe he wasn't available later on. Uh, maybe he needed to have uh, lunch in the middle of the day. That's true. Because he doesn't, uh, you know, work during the day. I know that some there is pe- nothing wrong with eating lunch with somebody. I know that some people do work during the day. Um, I know that some people work during the day and therefore aren't able to leave work and go Get out tabs and on people. go go home unexpectedly and see what might be going on there. So, well, I don't feel like I'm doing it because even if he does have a girlfriend, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. So I'm not going to like aggressively pursue him or anything. We're just going to. Eat food. So is this Make a... Sure uh, some laughs. So you're, Let me just ask, gonna, you're just going to sit down and eat food and talk with this really hot guy that you think is dreamy. Let me just... There's one final question. not have a girlfriend. One final question. If uh, if you knew, like somehow if the great gazoo appeared and showed, you know, you could like open up uh, the portal in the universe and show you. Hello, dum-dum. If you knew... Uh, it's not speaking to you. That's the great gazoo's catchphrase. Mm. Uh, if you knew that this was a... Um, romantic date from his perspective in other words if you knew that he was asking you out because he fancied you um then would you be okay with it if i could show you inside his mind and you could see that he was asking you out uh, because he was into you uh would uh, would you be okay with that maybe because he seems really interesting but also opposed to that like even if i knew he had a girlfriend like a hundred percent you feel like there's me- no way you can figure that out that information can't be obtained you know what? maybe if i tried harder 
How hard? Maybe I just don't want to know. That was my. Maybe I just don't want to know. Maybe I'm kind of excited about the fact that you know, like I've made a new friend, regardless uh-huh. of you a know whether friend. or not. Uh, sure, everybody's going to be excited a sexy about that. Friend. All right. No, but um, yeah, but even if I did know uh, that he did have a girlfriend, like 100, percent then I would still want to go out to lunch with him because he seems like a very interesting person. Let me ask you this. Okay, now see, then I have to ask one more follow-up question. <laughs> if you knew definitively that he had a a girlfriend, of, you know, that he was with somebody, um, would you? Want to make sure that she knew about this, the, the lunch? No, because I don't. I'm not going to do anything wrong. All right. Well, and okay. I'm not. I'm not in that relationship. Okay. Now, oh, final oh, question. Oh, oh see now you're. See now you're uh, like the, that response right there. That's a total <laughs> non-confirmation confirmation. Totally. Maybe that's you know someone's looking to trade up. You know. No, when you just, just said I'm not in that relationship, so uh-huh. I think in your heart you believe uh, that he is perhaps with somebody, which is why you haven't looked too deeply into Have it. Have you ever broken a home before? No. I think maybe you're kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm not going to break up anybody's home. I'm not going to do anything. I just. Can't can't two adults share food? Not right. with that shit. Just, just let me just, let me add. Just uh, now, I swear to God, this is my last actual question. So, uh, because you said that he is uh, he's an attractive young man. Uh, so, uh, if, if, how do what I does he this? do? Uh, well, let me just before we do anything else, let me just get this thing here. Uh, so he is uh, attractive. There's no way I can ask this question without asking a little pre-question, which is. And you'll forgive the awkwardness of this because Sarah and I have this sort of sibling-like relationship where we uh, don't ever discuss things of this nature. Do you want um, to write it down and I'll ask it because I'll, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I can't ask I have, it. Like, I, I have no barrier, which we've all paint plain. No, he was seen. already like talking about my butt this morning. <laughs> well, Who, me? No, no me. Aaron. Uh, I was walking um, down the hall. He's just like, I really like those no, jeans. It's, it's like, and, you like these old little things? And people, especially people who are kind of recent listeners to the show, will sometimes, uh, it, people will sometimes say that they're like, oh, you know, so Rick and Sarah, they're like a like a moonlighting thing. Like Jonathan Nicholas from the Oregonian said that. He's like, they're like a moonlighting thing happening there, which is like, you know and what? Didn't Ketzel Levine ask if we were married? Totally. And yeah. oh, don't I've get had, me wrong. I've had people You're, pull me aside at bars and do those two go at it? I'm like, ew, oh, no. Oh, gross. Don't do we go like at that? it? Well, they come out to be drunk. I'm like, no, that's Wait gross. Wait a minute. Do you, mean, on, Aaron. do you mean go at it in like a yelly way or in yes, a. Yes, a yelly way. Well, no, a yelly that, way. Yes, all the time. A yelly way. Well, look, yes. here's, here's the thing. You're a great no. gal, Sarah. But uh, <laughs> Sarah and I have a warm uh, sibling like uh, relationship. So we are like brother and sister in that way. So I can't even ask this question, which I know is impossibly square, this question that I've asked Aaron. But I can't bring myself to ask it out loud. Sarah? Okay, so you ask for that? This one. All right. So do, do you kiss on the first date? Are you a first date kisser? That's what a loser I am. I can't even ask that. Um, that is so tame. Well, it depends. So if there were... Uh, no, no, no. But no, there would be absolutely no... Ki- if there I'm, was chemistry at this lunch, would you kiss him? No. Would you let him kiss you? Like If, if he there goes was in, chemistry, then, I, then that would... That's a good question. No, no, if there was chemistry, then that would lead me to further investigate whether... Then I will ask the questions that need to be asked. Let me ask this, though. If but at this point, it, it could just be like... It could just be really... Hell, this could be like a really good friend. If you, you know? go to lunch today and there's uh, and there's and you feel like uh, there is a connection there, um, you share a moment, uh, and then he leans in for the small kiss, will you accept... Really? Mm-mm. Okay. No, no, because well, no, fair I, enough. Okay. That's a all right. I don't she like didn't pause, no. so I do believe her. Yeah. All right. I really don't like the home mercury stuff. So no, that's before anything like that would ever happen. I would. You'd need I to know clarify. that he was single. I would need to clarify. So you feel like at this point, uh, it, it it's a thing that could go one of several ways, but some of those roads then require. You know what it is? Uh, it's like in. Um, it's like in Quake. Before you can get to the next room, you got to go find the blue key uh, that the dead Marine has in his hand. And you got to take that and you got to go over it and you got to open the door with it before you can go into the portal to the next dimension. So the girlfriend is the blue key. Yes. No, yes. The, yes. No, no, no. Well, no, no, that, no, that's right. The girlfriend is the blue key and the Marine is 
the boy? No, I don't know who the Marine is now. And frankly, I don't even know let's what just, you would be in this game. Anyway, let's just so, say that she's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Exactly. And so you would need to know if he has a girlfriend before you pursued maybe some of the Exactly, because I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong because, you know, let's assume that he does have a girlfriend. Then I'm just going out with this person who seemed pretty cool that we're just going to go have lunch right. and just exchange niceties because we do have a bunch of mutual friends. So, so if that, it turns out that he's, that he's with somebody, especially seriously, uh, then no harm, no foul. Uh, exactly. But then if, I'm not going into it thinking that it is a date. But, right. like, but if, you know... But if I do, you know, find him attractive, then specifying questions are going to be asked, and uh-huh. then if that's not the case, see, you're, see, here's the, this is another reason why you don't need that shrink of yours because you're way, like this whole thing is like you're way you're way more balanced than most people. I mean, you clearly have got it. Uh, you've kind of got a you know whole series like a flow chart in your head about what is acceptable and what's not. Yeah, because I don't want to pass up an experience just because you know I don't know the the full truth about somebody. Uh, no, that makes total sense. All right. Well, you're you're completely stable and grounded and rational about this. Thank How you. uninteresting! No. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Straight ahead, we'll talk to Aaron Duran about what to expect of the new Star Trek film. We'll also look at some of the upcoming summer blockbuster films that'll be playing at a multiplex near you. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Stay right there. Now broadcasting everywhere at all times to everyone. In accordance with prophecy. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say nipples. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. And we're coming by. Coming up here in just a uh, few minutes, we'll talk to the guys from the band Envil. Uh, They are profiled in the documentary, The Same Name, which opens tonight at Cinema 21. Aaron Duran is here. We'll talk uh, the new Star Trek film in just a moment, as well as other movies coming out of note this summer. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on this Friday morning. Brittany has the hair pulled out of her head in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picture, picturing her just be, the, being yanked out of a car window. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she loves him, the accused Craigslist killer's fiancé claims he's being framed and refuses to cancel that wedding. Paul Abdul gets defensive about her loopy behavior. Broken-hearted Lindsay Lowen spills her guts on Ellen. A man is charged $62,000 for downloading a movie. Jay Leno is joking with the nurses. The Octomom wants an Octodog. I feel like I'm overwhelmed by the news today, so Tim. So much news. And that's not to mention all of this business happening on Blood Alley, which is apparently Highway 18. So says Tim Riley. You should trademark that, Tim. Everybody else in town says the same thing now. Well, it's because they're all, you know, it's because you set the standard, my friend. In a world of uh, imitators, you are the innovator. I think it's because I'm the last one here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose that's true. Uh, It's 503-733-2970. Aaron Geek in the city. Duran is here. So uh, last night at uh, KUFO's Rockin' the Red Shirts uh, event, which was uh, glorious, we gave away uh, just a fistful of tickets to see an early premiere of the new Star Trek film, which uh, we will be premiering that May 2nd, and then the movie opens wide May 7th. There was a trailer, I don't know if it was official, but it was online maybe last week, uh, two weeks ago, where it showed, uh, from the new Star Trek film, where it showed Kirk and McCoy yeah. as younger men. Is that an official trailer? Is that something see, people can see online, or is that just sort of uh, leaked the one footage? Where, like, they're meeting on, yeah, yeah, that's an official uh, TV spot. Yeah, the one where McCoy's like, I may throw up on you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually my favorite spot because Carl Urban just nailed McCoy as a character. He got it so perfect there. So here's a silly question. Based on what we know about this upcoming Star, Star Trek, uh, film, do you have to, do you have to be, do you have to be a Star Trek fan to, to get it or is it a true, uh, a reboot from the beginning where you could walk in totally blank on Star Trek knowledge and get the you, movie? Uh, they, you can walk in totally blank. And still get this film as a standalone Star Trek, you know, fun sci-fi adventure. 
but there is enough nodding to the original series and even the films that it's going to make the fans as as happy as you can make some of the Star Trek fans. Like in the beginning, I was just rabid. I was like, "How you? If you're gonna reboot it, reboot it. Don't do this weird time travel thing." But the more I hear about it, um, it makes a lot of sense, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So is Leonard is Leonard Nimoy is he yeah, in this? And apparently, he has more than a cameo. He's got a pretty substantial, like maybe not a lot of screen time, but his his pre- his character has a very substantial role in this in this film. And his mom is played by Winona Ryder. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda's Winona Ryder. Oh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty cool. Here's the thing. I think it's time for Winona Ryder to make a serious comeback. I think it's a. Uh, I yeah. think it, this is the time for the Winona Ryder uh, Renaissance. She's about due. Yeah, I mean, like every character ever I've heard, um, some early reviews have come in, and then it's already very positive. I mean, even people, even critics that aren't big Trek fans are like, no, this is. You know, this is you know, this is kind of the the uh, the non bleak you know futuristic sci-fi movie that we've been looking for for a few years now because movies have gotten really flipping dark. Lately. Well, everything is just so edgy, you know. Yeah, and this is this is kind of a return to you know fun you know sci-fi action, but it still kind of has that Star Trek heart to it. So oh, and then so it seems like there was something else that's coming out maybe in in late May or, or early June that was really notable, but maybe not because now I can't even I can't even remember what it was. Well, the summer season officially starts uh, the first of May now with. X-Men Origins Wolverine. All right. Well, there's, there's that. There's about that which one. I, I just have to say, about which I'm not, not that excited. Nobody it's is. Just a, and I know that, and everybody sort of tries to blame it on the fact that the movie, I guess, was apparently leaked online and a lot of people saw it, but it's just, I still believe that to have been an inside job by Fox. It just doesn't, uh, it doesn't really look like it's all that great of a movie. No, just, not, and every time, every time I've been in the theater and the trailer for <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine 3, I don't even know what the movie's called. Every time that trailer plays, there's just a whole lot of like everybody going. All right, this is. Do you want anything from? I mean, popcorn, yeah. last chance. Go? I mean, I'm going to use the restroom real quickly because this is this movie's two hours. I was thinking they were going to show the Trek trailer again, but I'm out. You that's know? that's it. So, is there anything else that's like really notable coming out this summer that I gotta I gotta plan my life around? Uh, yeah, Harry Potter and now, the Half Blood Prince. So, is that this summer? It's not yes, this fall. It is in Fantastic. June. Excellent. All right. And uh, that's probably going to be the biggest blockbuster this year. Trek might come close to it. Um, but it's a statement to how many, how much other studios fear the Potter franchise now. There's nothing coming out two weeks after it. Excellent. They're blanking the slate. Because they just know that it's just, it's gonna decimate everything. Yeah, a uh, new Pixar film Up is coming out, uh, in June. And then, uh, your favorite, Transformers 2. Followed up by mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. And I tell you, I watched the trailer, uh, for Transformers 2 and I was just, I was just so mortified for myself, for Michael Bay, for the human race. I mean, just for just for all of us. I just I uh, had fun with the first one. I'm not going to have fun with the second one. You know, can I just tell you that real quickly? I, uh, Laura and I were watching uh, tr- the Michael Bay Transformers with the Rift Tracks commentary. And for people who don't know, that's Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater. And Lara found, found Transformers so bad that she said, even with the Rift Tracks commentary, about... I don't know. Uh, there was about an hour and a half. Uh, we were about an hour and a half into it. There was like about an hour left. She just pulled the ripcord. She's yeah. like, I'm sorry. She's like, not even with the Mystery Science Theater guys can I watch this. And then it's there's, too uh, awful. There's one film I want to sneak in. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit of the year. It's a, it's a small indie film called Moon starring Sam Rockwell where the premise is that he's basically a miner on the moon, but you spend three years all by yourself on the moon. And he just slowly goes insane on the moon in this claustrophobic area. Excellent. I like what we're saying. Yeah. Aaron Duran, geekinthecity.com, ladies and gentlemen. Straight ahead, the guys from Anvil. Uh, Later on, we will have more news from Tim Riley. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. I cannot tell you how many times somebody will be walking by and they go, whoa! This is Rock 101 KUFO.
It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-733-2970. Sometime before the end of the show, we're going to give away another copy of American Swing on DVD. Take a walk in the wilder side of New York City in the 70s with a long look into the world's most famous sex club, Plato's Retreat. American Swing, a no-holds-barred exploration of the 70s. Available now on DVD from Magnolia Home Entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Three people are injured when a plane crash lands at Hillsborough Airport. There are two students and the teacher in this plane. And the landing gear folded with a touchdown on the runway. Mm. They were hurt, but thank goodness, not too badly. Not a fun day to be flying, huh, Tim? No. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's oh, speaking great. of that. I mean, I got to walk through, are you going to tell me I have to walk through one of those things at the airport that shows my junk to everybody? Oh, probably. What, right, what right in the, front of your mom. Step, step right through. <laughs> that was, by the way, I'd like to thank the guy at the uh, Rock and the Red Shirts thing last night, the Star Trek event. That as I'm getting up on stage, my mom in the audience beaming proudly down at her at her son, uh, you know, performing his job, bringing mirth to the people, trying to uh, you know, achieve all of our uh, entertainment goals uh, flawlessly and seamlessly with professionalism. As I'm standing there, uh, preparing to uh, you know to, to welcome the throngs of listeners uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the event, the guy who just screams out, "Give me your seed!" Woo! And you know and. So that's always uh, that's always the the, you know, the initial response that you want to, you want your mom to hear. Thanks so much. Truth for be that. told, I think it was Bobby. Uh, that's great. I appreciate <laughs> that. All right, here's Tim Riley. A distressed passenger has forced open the door of a small charter plane flying twenty three thousand feet above Cambridge Bay oh. in uh, Canada's Nunavut area. He jumped out without a parachute. Wow, really? Well, he forgot something. Two pilots <laughs> and a female passenger failed to prevent the twenty year old Nunavut man. From opening the door and leaping out of the beachcraft, the plane was forced to make an emergency landing. I don't know why to try to catch him at the Cambridge Bay, according to police. Certainly, <laughs> what is the point this of landing? Really, what is there left to do? That's you know more than the uh, more more than the horse has left the barn door so at that at point. Look at the giant Tim. trampoline. So the Canadian Mounted Police trying to find this guy. The plane was on. Well, how hard can that be? He's got to be fifty feet wide at this point. That that is true. He should be uh, spread out of a wide area, I would imagine. He was en route from Yellowknife to Nunavut when he jumped out. The pilots tried to calm him down, but it didn't work. Hey, how much is a ticket just from this plane to that mountain down there? Okay. I'm sorry. It's not too soon. He jumped out of a plane. He didn't, it didn't like, wasn't like he caused a, a dif- difficulty for anybody else. No. Um, except that they had to land, I guess, mm-hmm. which, as Sarah said, does really seem to be... That is a little bit of a... Uh, that's, a, that's, a that's a little bit of a... Um, that's pointless. Is what that is. I, was, I mean, it was going to land in five minutes. Trying to find a more charitable way to say it, but I mean, really, some people are always in a hurry. <laughs> I want to beat you all to the luggage rack. All right. Well, there you go. Fantastic. But this is like a Cessna or something, right? Yeah. It was like a little because it, because you can't. Well, I'm sure this stuff happens on commercial airliners too. No, but no, I mean, see, how... it doesn't, you bastards. Because didn't we figure out that you can't open the door? When you're well, if you up- can open a door on that kind of plane, I'd assume you could open a door on any plane. Well, this plane. is like Nunavut Airlines. How many people are flying to Nunavut? <laughs> it's a plane made out of wood with a Viking on the front of it. It's a dream destination. It really like, is. It's like it's powered by a bunch of butter churners. I mean, uh, the Indians of Canada were protesting that their land was taken away, so Canada gave them a desolate Arctic piece of ice to live on. Wait, it's Nunavut? I thought, yeah. where is that at? Way up in the middle of nowhere oh, where nobody wants to be. I thought this was like in Norway or something. No, no, this is Canada. I mean... Canada gave this area away to the Indians because it was such a prized space. Well, that's what. 
That's those are always the things we like to give away. The really plum pieces of land. Down here, you get the desert. Up there, you get the ice. Uh, how would you like? Uh, let's see here. We've got um, we've got uh, uh, Kilonia. Also, uh, uh, let's see. We've got uh, uh, Death City. Also, uh, Rock Pile. Would you like to live in Rock Pile? Tumbleweed flats. <laughs> Let's see here. We've got uh, the land of, uh, of sand and scorpions. That's a fantastic little resort. Would you like that? Great. Sign here. Broken promise land. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is called uh, Supplemental Retroactive Clause Land. Uh, just sign here if you would, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sue. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate that. Did you hear about the fried chicken fracas in Minneapolis? No, no, I did not. Hundreds of customers angered to find out that Popeye's was not offering the national promotion. On Earth Day, Popeye's was offering eight fried chicken pieces for four ninety nine. Well, except at this one. But homemade signs at the door at Popeye's in Minneapolis said they weren't honoring this national special. They were offering nine pieces for nine ninety nine. Well, that's not nearly the same as eight pieces for four ninety nine. That's why these people are so angry. What do you mean you're not participating? This is the only Popeyes in the state of Minnesota. They got a nine piece for nine ninety nine. Nine piece, but that's not four ninety nine. No, we traveled all the way from St. Paul. Wow! Police were called in. Today is Earth Day. Probably have an eight piece for four ninety nine. They're not doing the special. No, no. They said they're not participating in it in whatsoever. No, so we just left. This isn't the first time. What? This it's has like happened. seriously. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. It's you love Earth your Popeyes chicken. I do. The next man. No, and and here's and you know and here's what I love. Uh, you know what they have there that's fantastic is their biscuits, uh, which oh, are I'm like a sucker for biscuits. Oh, dude! And I look, and I don't, I don't know whether they're like made there on site or whether it's like uh, they're made at like the, the, the Popeyes factory or something, and then they're just sort of uh, they're baked there, or whatever. But man, I mean, ugh. I mean, just think about it. It's like, and they got—I don't know if they still do, but they used to sell. They had this thing. It was like, um, it was like a butter and honey kind of mix almost or at least it tasted that way it was like a because you know like you get a you get a biscuit and then you get the uh, you know you get the butter uh, packet and the honey packet and then you got to sort of like spread it around and then and then trying to spread here's like if you put um uh honey on your biscuit which is the thing i think it's kind of a southern thing but that's my mom did when i was growing up and so that was what i was do but it's difficult because it's like um it is like when you're trying to spread butter that is too chilled on a piece of bread and then it tears the bread. And if you're trying to spread honey on a biscuit, uh, sometimes if the honey is too thick, then the biscuit gets all torn up and then it sticks to the knife and it's a whole big pain. So Popeye's for a while, I seem to remember they were selling this, uh, not selling, but they had this thing that came with the biscuit that was like, a, it, was a, it was an already blended concoction of butter and honey, which is just unbelievable. No, I, I had that. That is amazing. What would Popeye have to do with fried chicken? I, I don't really know. I, no, I don't believe it's the actual, like, Popeye. I think Is it? No, I think it's just, I think that maybe, well, it's like Popeye Doyle in, you know, in the French Connection, Tim. He's not a. I believe I saw a Popeye the Sailor on this Popeye's chicken at one point. Really? I mean, they have olive oil's grits somewhere? I think it might be. I think Bluto's, I'm trying to think of a third thing. Bluto's beanery. We've asked this before, and I don't think we ever got an answer. Are Bluto and. And, yes. and Brutus, the same person. And I don't know when yes. that change was made. But there was a demarcation that happened? Yes. All right, well, in any event. I don't know if it was a lawsuit by Bluto's original family. No, no, I'm just saying, like, you, 
Don't get me wrong. I, I I love Popeye's chicken as much as the next guy. But does it sound especially that guy who was in the final clip? I mean, it really is like they're getting ready to pick up Today a... Today's uh, birthday, brother. Have an A piece of four ninety nine. They're not doing the special. No, no, no. They said they're not participating in it in whatsoever. That guy right there. Hang them. That guy right there. In whatsoever. It sounds like he's getting ready to like to pick up a flower pot outside, just like right through the door, so he can so he can go make things right. It would happen here. Uh, well, it would, Jim. All right. Do we have a more audio from that story? Uh, Paula Abdul is very upset. You don't look like you're really there. Your eyes are closing. Your head is falling back. Because I'm falling asleep and a camera's on me? I don't have anything that's shameful. I don't have anything to be embarrassed about. That was not accurate documentation of my life. She is really jingling. <laughs> they're not doing the special. No, no. They said they're not participating in it they in live. whatsoever. No, so so we we live. Live. That guy clearly he freaks me out. That guy is on so, his way to write a. Guess my question to you is: I mean, there'd be no dishonor in taking pain medication if you're in. I'm not. I no. I have. To, I I have to. I just came out of my 15th surgery. I have to take Vicodin, no. Oxycontin, no. those drugs? No, 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 no. We will not take those drugs. And you can check my medical records. There is nothing like that. Paula, look over here. No, no, no. Look at the camera, honey. <laughs> look over here. Look at the. But here's the thing. You just go to the play that this this the Popeyes cut one final time. It's this guy at the end who fascinates me. They're not doing the special. They said they're not participating in it in whatsoever. The guy he sounds like Michael Bolton from Office Space. It's like you can I can see the crazy eyes in his voice. And you can tell just from the inflection there that I am gonna go home and write a very strongly worded blog posting about this injustice right now. The world shall know my scorn. That's wonderful. Excellent. Well, do we know that if it was ever made right, Tim? It was never made right. They weren't yeah. participating, and that was See, the end. You know, and there's always, and there's always one location doesn't get the message from everybody else. But so. they had the option of not doing it. Now, is that it's true? It's very yes. frustrating. Mm -hmm. Now, do we know that that's the <gasps> yes, case? we know that that's the case. They had the option of not doing that. That's just like when you go to Washington, businesses can pick whether or not they give you tax exemption if you're from Oregon. I didn't know that. No, it's yeah. BS. Yeah, I went to uh, Bremerton, and I went to Forever 21, and I was in there, and I... <laughs> Did yeah, that ever make you sad? <laughs> kind of. I call it Forever 28. And um, so I went there, and, and she's like, I'm sorry, we do not honor that, because I guess the store can decide whether or not they want to honor um, tax exemption. How is that? Uh, I say this uh, no, with no, all of my, the my vast experience as a CPA. How is that even legal? to sort of pick and choose when you impose a tax code. That doesn't even seem like a thing. Tim, you're smarter than, than, the, I'm than, not the, familiar than with, us. I'm not familiar with Washington State. <laughs> no, but, but doesn't that strike you as a little odd that a it business could just odd, yeah. opt out of? How do you, are you sure the store wasn't just screwing with you? I don't, they seemed pretty legitimate about it. And I, uh, and I think that happened to be Maybe the woman place, at yeah. Forever 21 knows a lot more about the intricacies of tax law than we're giving her credit for. But I mean, maybe look, maybe you have to pass the bar to uh, to be selling baubles uh, to to other women. But um, it uh, now every time you're moving, I'm hearing a jingling car key thing, like with uh, like with Paul Abdul. Uh, that doesn't seem. Wait, was like... that your keys? What? 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 Who? I didn't hear anything. Tell me the lights lowered just now. <laughs> Today is birthday, brother. Have an A piece of four ninety nine. They're not doing the special. No, no. They said they're not participating in it in whatsoever. No. So, so, we live. Live. so who was the first woman? Who is she yelling at? About Earth Day? She said it's Earth Day, brother. Something, something. Eight pieces, four ninety nine. The Earth Day special. 
was supposed to be eight fried chicken pieces for four ninety nine, as does, advertised. How does making people fatter help the earth? I don't know. That is crazy, doesn't it? That really doesn't make any sense either, now <laughs> yes. that I think about it. There's nothing in this story that maybe, has any internal maybe consistency. Maybe it was ridiculous, and therefore they refused to participate. All right, and did we ever figure out, you know, but can I just tell so you, by the way... do they usually have an Earth Day special? I'm really uh, confused well, by but, you know, All but, the Popeyes, except for this one, were having the Earth Day special. <laughs> well, and can I just... And the best part is the guy who drove... Where was this location at specifically? Like 300 miles or something? Where was this location that wasn't participating? Uh, this was the in uh, Minneapolis, and it is the only uh, the only Popeyes in the state. Did the guy say he drove from St. Louis? Was that the first guy? I think there was a guy who was like, I drove 300 miles to get here. What do you mean you're not participating? This is the only Popeyes in the state of Minnesota. They got a nine piece for nine ninety nine. Nine piece, but that's not four ninety nine. That's Steve Caston about weighing in. Wow! So he got drove all the way from St. Paul for that. Which was across the bridge. The best part is the guy halfway through that has to make the whole like, but that's not nine ninety nine. There's a disparity between these numbers, sir. And I, for one, I am displeased at what I perceive to be a grave injustice at this Popeyes fried chicken. All right. All right, we've got a break. Jesus so much God for their Almighty. Earth Day celebration. Well, but, but it is an Earth Day without Popeyes. Seriously. It's, what's it's Earth what? Day without nine pieces of chicken for four ninety nine? It's it's Earth Day. Go get me some grease. What kind of Earth Day is this? <laughs> Let's it's what kind of an Earth Day is it if you can't kill some of God's creatures and then cook them in fat made out of other creatures and then ingest That's not them? My America. <laughs> now let's get over to Cone Day. Ah, oh, good God Almighty. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> hey, Rick, since you're flying today, we Thank have a... Thank you for uh, benchmarking us just now. Today. We have a tradition here on the Rick Emerson Show. Oh, that's right. Uh, so uh, I am going to be uh, flying out of uh, Portland International Airport here in... Good God, in three hours. Man, I'm going to have to bolt out of here. Yeah, uh, you are. In three hours? I'm not going to have to... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to dilly-dally for our normal um, no after-show pleasantries today. Me neither, because I have a non-date to go to. Because my... Uh, and I could a, say, but who wants to talk to just me? Well, I think I like everyone. Everybody. No, I'm just. You say you have a long weekend of avoiding human contact to take well, part. That, in. that is true. Uh, so I'm going to be flying uh, at 11 o'clock today. I will be flying uh, into Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for my exciting three-day excursion. So, uh, as is tradition on the Rick Emerson Show, we now present to you our pre-flight ritual. It is Blood Rock and DOA on the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Laying here, looking at the sea. Someone lays a sheet across my chest Something warm is flowing down my fingers Pain is flowing all through my back I tried to Beside me stopped its holy bleeding The girl I knew has such a distant
Morrison Show continues next on Rock 101 KUFO. Fly safe, Rick. Thank you. Wow, what a great song that is. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Show, Rock 101 KUFO. Uh, that is from the Foo Fighters double CD, I'm sorry, double album, uh, In Your Honor, which has uh, two discs. One is um, electric and the other is largely acoustic, and they're both uh, awesome, by the way. It's 503-733-2970. It is Friday morning, and good morning to you. Coming up this uh, hour, more news from Tim Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we will also have uh, Smells Like the 90s coming up at 9 with our good friend Buzz. Tim, what headlines are we following for the good people? of Portland, Oregon on this Friday. Well, speaking of smells, the Yakima Poo Boy will have an update on him and why his parents say he's not all that bad. Because she loves him, the accused Craigslist killer fiancé says he's being framed and refuses to cancel the wedding. Meanwhile, the accused Philip Markov already got in a fight in prison and has shoelace marks on his neck. His lawyer said he tried to commit suicide. Hey, congratulations on the, uh, on the killer fiancé, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Over 100,000... 000- <laughs> Over that is so bad. That is so bad. It's Friday. Uh, Jay Leno was hospitalized. He's laughing, joking, writing, and more joking. Paula Abdul gets defensive about her loopy behavior on Good Morning America. Keith Oberman says he'll pay for Hannity to get waterboarded. Uh, Shepard Smith drops the F-bomb. There seems to be a pattern of behavior developing on Fox News since their guys lost not too long ago. Six grown men in their 40s are arrested for racing expensive sports cars along Blood Alley. That's Highway 18 in the Grand Ronde area. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, the, we're going to... Uh, uh... Anyway, get all get all that in such a second. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, I'm just getting some emails that are coming in about them. Getting some emails that are coming in about the sound that we just played in the last segment, which we will revisit uh, in this hour. So we just had two fantastic sets of news uh, sound bites. The fried chicken. <laughs> we had this like uprising that was happening at a Popeye's fried chicken. Where was it? Minneapolis. Yes, it's amazing. Um, which is like, and in my head, it looks like that scene in Clerks where. Uh, I can't remember if it's on the, they're on the roof playing hockey. I think it's when Dante and Randall leave the store and clerks to go to a, they're going to a, 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 a friend's wake. And so they lock up the convenience store. They, you know, they back in 10 minutes or whatever, gone to wake back, back, back shortly. And they go to the wake and there's a, one of them asks the other, do you think anybody's trying to buy anything at the store? And the other one says, no, 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 I'm sure the store is empty. And then it immediately just cuts to a horde of people outside going pow. Wow, banging on the door. That's kind of what those Popeye's fried chicken cuts sound like. Mm-hmm. It's just like a swath of humanity. Uh, just every, you know, it's just like every walk of life and culture represented, demanding that they get their eat pieces for four ninety nine because <laughs> it's Earth Day. It is Earth Day, <laughs> um, which is only logical, <laughs> and which apparently is now three separate days because we on Monday were talking about how we were under the impression that the twentieth was Earth Day. Then on the twenty first. Uh, CNN, I think, claimed it was Earth Day. And then on the 22nd, which I think was Wednesday, the 22nd, Barack Obama said he was out there doing something because it's Earth Day, America. So now apparently Earth Day is just uh, stretched into one elongated 72-hour period. Nothing wrong with that. No, it's it's become the Hanukkah of environmentalism. So uh, in any event, so uh, we have that. And then there's Paula Abdul soundbites where I'm going to try to track down this sound cut where she says that she's never been drunk in her life. It is on there. I just didn't pull it. Really? Yeah, I'll find it. And do we know what the weird jingling sound is in the background when she's being interviewed? I don't know. I didn't see the interview. It sounds like earrings or something. You know, like when you move and she's like, so anyway, how are you? I mean, she's wearing a bracelet of 30-day coins. Because I have some like jingly, well, not that jingly though. Yeah, but you don't twitch uncontrollably like Paula Abdul does. she was slightly twitchy. You know what Paula Abdul does constantly? She sort of has that, um, she's like a narcoleptic who's barely keeping it under control. 
Sort of where it's like a... Ah, no, I'm, I'm fine. And then she just sort of... You know, it's like she nods off and then jerks awake. She does that all the time in interviews. And then occasionally she'll do this thing where she just sort of... She's sort of like she's doing a cobra dance. She'll just sort of sway back and forth, left to right. And then, like, the um, the swings will get wider and wider. And at some point, you expect that she's going to pass the center of gravity and just plummet off the chair to the floor. And that's the reason I watch interviews with Paul Abdul, because I want to be there when that magic moment happens. Just like uh, I'm going to Vegas to see Britney Spears, uh, and that's tomorrow. And I want to be there uh, the day that she finally has a complete and total breakdown on stage. Or if you've seen this video that's at RileyLive.com, Tim Riley's blog, you can be there the day that her hair extensions get pulled out by mistake oh on God. stage. <laughs> Which is fantastic. I would give anything to be able to magically turn that microphone into that moment just to see if she wails in pain. Or if she, in fact, even notices that large chunks of her hair have been torn off and are left on stage as the dancer lifts her up. That's wonderful. And then she looks at the lower part of her body to see if they came from there. Well. No, I, no, I don't think, I think that's wrong. I like her feet. What do you picture Britney Spears' feet looking like, Tim? I don't know. It's just late in the week and anything's possible, I suppose. <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, hey, uh, so speaking of howling in pain, so uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago, when did we discuss your dominatrix friends? I think on like Monday. Monday so, or Tuesday. It was a few days ago. So this is one of those things that unfolded rather quickly, and I want to make sure we sort of pay it, it off. Uh, we resolve this tease before the end of today. So it was on Monday, and we were discussing... Why were we discussing the dominatrix? Oh, because of uh, Jeff Allen, or the man who called himself Jeff Allen. At, uh, Which is funny. I have a lot of dominatrix connections in my life because that used to be my old boss. I forgot about that. Yeah. So did he... Um how do I put this? Uh, did you? I mean, did, did he ever come to work and just uh, he wouldn't realize that like his leather pants were still on or something? Or no, but he was just uh, he had you know just like the old rich sleazy vibe, you know. And and there was a three part piece in the Oregonian by Peter Carlin who does have some sort of a weird speaking of fetishes who seems to have a weird fetish for flogging coin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he just uh, just just disassembled uh, Jeff Allen just in the uh, in the pages of the Oregonian. But Jeff Allen, who uh, among his uh, more um, journalistic pursuits also um the, the paraphrasing this here also makes manufactures and specializes in a whole series of things uh, that make you look scary and gimp like uh, in manner of pulp they're, fiction they're native mm -hmm. crafts i well no. no i don't believe they're native crafts <laughs> what what is no nothing you're saying today makes any sense britney doesn't have long hair on her feet and jeff allen wearing a like a zipper sex hood is not a native craft well speaking of zipper sex hoods what kind of native craft natives to wear? I, I, I don't know. Is that something that the Sioux people proudly uh, wore? Like, uh, I haven't been everywhere. I just hear things. <laughs> I just hear this and that. Okay. Well, all right then. Um, that strange tribe across the way wear funny zipper leather pants with crotchless area. So, anyway, we were talking about uh, this whole business of. The world of of uh, of of S and M. That's why, because Peter Carlin referred to it as BDSM, mm -hmm. and you did not know what BDSM stood for. Yeah. It is a, a bondage, discipline, sadism, masochism, um, and you uh, just sort of brought this up on the air, kind of casually. You volunteered that you had a friend of yours who we will not name. What should we call her? Um, let's call Phoebe. her Mary. Mary Phoebe. 
Sure. I'm going to call her Phoebe. Phoebe so, okay. uh, so you have this friend Phoebe who is a dominatrix, and yes. this, is, this is for the purpose of clarification. She does not have sexual relations with the men. No, Clearly, no, she's a, she had full on dominatrix training, and and they're like, I mean, the guys obviously are getting off on it in some way, but it's not. But there is no actual sexual conduct. Of, yeah, she doesn't touch anything. Of their like any sexual anatomy. No, uh, no business is touching anybody else's no business. No business. And so we discussed this on Monday. And then did she invite you to come watch, or did she you did. ask? She invited me. And so what did it, what did she say? So would you ever want to come by and uh, watch because me whip been, a guy? Yeah, we've been friends um, for a few years, but like you know, acquaintances. And she was I, I've never really knew what she did. And finally, she told me one time. <laughs> really? Did so. you ever ask her? And she's oh this and that. No. Well, and then she's. Like, she has no shame about it because she's like, I think it's cool. It's my job. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, hey, if you ever want to no, come check no, no, it no, out. No, 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 no. We have to go back. But see, there's there's the moment where you didn't know what she did for a living. And then there's the moment where you knew uh, that she, like, kicked guys with hobnail boots or something. Mm. We, we Describe that, the, the in-between stage. Well, like, how she did she, she thought that Because she, she approached me and said that she thought that I'd be good at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't say that she's entirely <laughs> off base there. Um, I think that there's, uh, I, th- I think that uh, th- I can see and why honestly, she would say after that. yesterday, it was kind of interesting, I have to say. So is that she, course available online or? <laughs> she does have like workbooks and That's stuff. Like if you're gonna, really? Yeah. Please to bring one in. Okay. I was actually supposed to take one yesterday. She's like, look, she's like, read about it and see like what a you correspondence think. course. It's, it's, insurance and bondage. Can you draw <laughs> this ball gag? Um, so, um, if, Please, now, if you can draw this gates of hell manacling system, you too may be eligible for... Uh, this is conveniently located in Milwaukee and Beaverton. <laughs> Opening soon in Vancouver. It'd be like the, it'd be like that guy who does the, uh, the, the, the talk radio ads for the, uh, are you an inventor? Are you, are you a sadist or somebody you know a sadist who would like to bring their, uh, like to bring their skills to the masochist of the world? So she invited you to go, to go watch her, uh, in action. Yes. And so, uh, did you, now were you, did you hesitate? Yes, I did. I was really, I was freaked out. Cause we, cause you and I talked about it a bit actually. And you, you actually said you go, I almost chickened out. And then like, finally yesterday I was calling cause we had, you know, talked on and off. And finally I'm like, okay, I want to, I really, I'm morbidly curious. I totally want to see this. And I'm like, oh, I'm really scared. Cause I've never seen. Did she tell you what to expect? Did she, should she give you an idea of yeah, what yeah, you would be seeing? Yeah, she told me, she's like, it's not. Well, because she's in control of the situation, so she's like, it's not intimidating to you at all. And plus, this particular client that she had uh, is into humiliation, so he really wanted, like, he wanted to have, uh, like, he doesn't mind having somebody else there because it's just right. more embarrassing. It's right. not like, watch the man through the one-way mirror. No, so he, and yeah, so th- th- we should be very clear about this, that obviously no one's uh, privacy was being violated, no. because he was, again, he, so this is a guy this who... Is a, this is a service that he asked for. He's one of her good clients. He comes in, like, once a week. And the dynamic, I think, is, it is it's like powerful guys, mm-hmm. or guys who are in control all the time, uh, and then they, like, so then they're like, uh, they're... Uh, this uh, was re- a very well-to-do businessman. And their release, their relaxation, mm-hmm. and I'm not, that's not code for anything, uh, is to be in a situation where they don't have to have control of anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they're so, supposed to absolutely have no control. She was telling me kind of, you know, what she does now, doesn't how like, you know, how they absolutely, she's like, the, the bottom line is what we need to do is the, what he needs to understand is he is not allowed to think. He only does what I tell him. So, and then, so part of that, the lack of control was the fact that she just tells him and like Sarah's going to be here. No, and too. She's like, this is my, okay. So, so did she call you Sarah? Did she give you a sexy no, fake name? I, she called me her pretty friend. That's all. Wow. It was weird. Yeah. My pretty friend is going to be here. So as well. I go and meet her. So, so after the meeting yesterday, I go and meet her at her place of business. And, you know, I walk in and she answers the door and she's all wearing this like really pretty white dress and looks all proper and her hair is all done up. And it's this beautiful apartment. And she's gorgeous, by the yeah. way. You show me a picture. She's, she's very hot. striking. And I walk into this um, very room and it's like 
you know, bare brick walls and like billowy, like linen curtains, beautiful furniture, like jazz music on, like candles lit everywhere. She's sitting at the table drinking tea and eating oranges. Playboy presents Girls of Welts and Bruises. Seriously, she used to say that. She's like, oh, hey. And so we sat there and talked for a few minutes. With these peeled oranges? No, Did he peel peeled. them for her? Mm-hmm. Well, I, she had told me that he just finished cleaning her apartment for an hour. So he was already there. Yes, yeah, so he had already been there, and then he was uh, in the back room. So she's like, so we sat and talked for a few minutes. She's like, okay. She's like, so let's bring wanna, out the gimp. Do you want to see my pet? She actually said, do you want to go see my gimp? I'm like, okay. So we go through this. So we go down the hall, and I walk into this room, and the first thing I see, well, I hear this like really loud like metal. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm playing metal because he's such a relaxed, calm guy. And he was really bad earlier. So I punish him by playing really loud music when, when I leave. So. Oh, oh, not like metal, like uh, like the actual substance. You mean like music? No, no, like okay. there's this hard, right. like hard, like really loud. I, I was just picking, like when you said you heard metal, I figured he was like chained to the wall. I was like, no, no, trying to. And I walk in and there's this guy. I only have pulpit fiction as a frame of reference for any of this. So I walk in, turn the corner, and all I see is this guy shackled to the wall. And his arms are up above his head, and he's, like, pressed against the wall, wearing stilettos, knee socks that say slut all over them. Fantastic. Um, Like, women's underwear and, like, a... uh like a bustier kind of thing. I'm wearing like that a leather. I'm wearing like a leather thing over his head, but with just like a like a hole around his mouth. So that went now. Was it the the leather mat? Because I'm obsessed. Well, it wasn't leather. It was, it was more like it was like a shiny, like latex. Yes. Like a, like a, who, the, I was going to blessed it sound as though I'm well versed in the ways of whatever. I think like a lot of guys, I this, I have two primary sources for knowing about this. I have the uh, scene at the end of Pulp Fiction of that whole sequence in the in the pawn shop mm-hmm. where they have the gimp who comes out of the uh, and the guy's drumming his fingers on the gimp's head as he's trying to make a decision about the who to violate first. There's that and then I have um endless Trent Reznor videos cuz Reznor went through this whole phase uh, at least publicly. Maybe he doesn't do this anymore in his videos. But Reznor went through this whole phase where every video was something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it was like a guy in a latex suit with like a hose going in the mouth. And then, you know, and then there's something unpleasant was going into the other end of the hose. It was all very weird. Yeah. Um, so it, so was it, did it, it, it was just a hole where the mouth it was, was just didn't like hole. zip up or something. No, no. Cause right. he was just, cause he's, you know, he's the submissive. So sure. he was there. And he was dressed as a woman. Well, let me ask you this. Was it tasteful? I mean, his outfit? Yeah. I mean, she, she provides the clothes and stuff. So, but I mean, it was, it was interesting. So I walk in and he's moving and like all of a sudden his leg moves a little bit and she's like, there's a lot of profanity, but she's like, what the F did I tell you? She's like, I told you not to move muscle. And she's like, and so his thing is, did he cry? No, he loved it. <laughs> his thing is he's, he has a dog. Like he, he wants, he likes to pretend to be a dog. So this guy has like a, a like a collar on. And so she calls him her, um, never mind, I can't say what it is. So anyways, she's, he's like her, her bitch basically. In in the sense that he's a dog, a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she speed forward. So anyway, she like you know hits him a few times like a flogger <laughs> like thing. This, how great is this story, by the way? <laughs> that like the uninteresting part that we're glossing over is in, and then she was beating him with a she foreign was object. Me techniques of like she's like I know this sounds cliche, but it's all in the wrist. And she's talking. Was she using a riding crop? Yeah, like this light, like one with like light leather. And she was talking about him. She's like, like like he's nothing. She's like, oh yeah. And she's like, and this he's such a, a pansy that he doesn't want to leave any marks because oh. <laughs> so she's like, so I have to hit him really lightly. But we still. And so anyway, did she offer to give you like a let you take a whack if you if you want. No, she said. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I think I'll just. No, but she I'll did. Did she? Did oh, she, she offer? Offered, yeah. Really? Uh huh. Were you tempted? Not at that point. No. All right. No. So uh, anyway, so then she gets him. So she finally unshackles him, and he's like, you know, has like padlocks on his wrists and stuff. She finally unshackles him. Then he gets down on all fours on the ground. And she clips her his leash on him, 
And we walk out, and so she walks him, and he has like these padded things on his hands. Right. So he can, so he can walk like a dog. Exactly. So he has them, but they're like buckled around his wrist, so he can't move his hands. So basically, he has no hands. This, this totally sounds, (laughs) by the way, just to know that you're listening to the Rick Emerson show on Rock 101, live, local, and relatable, uh, talking about the happenings in your community. Here on the Rick Emerson Show, we're talking about Portlanders and all of the many threads in the Portland tapestry. Portland culture, Portland life, Portland love, and the businesses in your neighborhood. It's the affection connection. It, yes, Tim. Also that, including this uh, woman who makes a guy bark like a dog and then... And then oh, no, he wants to. Him. No, she... She's... So here's the thing: when you're talking about the guy having the bark light or walking around like a dog, I can't talk either. So he either responds with Rrr, or like she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, she's like, oh, do you like that? And he's like, Rrr, Rrr. does he <laughs> so curl around weird. looking for table scraps? He wow. on, he's not allowed to talk, and so. Well, because he's a dog. That wouldn't make any dog. sense. That would just be weird, No, because she treats him exactly like he's a dog. Uh, so, just, but when you're talking about this, because everything I do is a movie reference, you know, it's just like, that's where I learn everything. So I'm either picturing Trent Reznor videos or, uh, what's it, Pulp Fiction? But now when you're saying that he's, he's, he's acting like a dog, I'm picturing that scene at the end of National Lampoon's Vacation where Chevy Chase has the gun on the security guard and he says, you know, you know, he, he pulls the gun out and he says, okay, stand up, freeze, lay down, roll over. And it's like, and then later on, the security guard is going, he defied my human dignity, Mr. Wally. He made me bark like a dog, Mr. Wally. And so I'm totally picturing this guy. So he's uh, panning around on all fours as though he were a dog. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was walking. And she's like, she's like, um, you know, little gimpy boy. She's like, go get your ball. She's like, go get your ball. And so he's, so he's shuffling around, crawling on his hands and knees. Now, at any point, did it, did it get like, was it? No, I laughed. I kept I'm like, I'm like, it's not right if I laugh. She's like, absolutely. She's like, you can't. I'm like, because it was just ridiculous. That was my thing is I was going to ask like, because here's the thing is, uh, you know, that we've talked about this before, that, uh, that uh, you're uh, in many ways a lot more reserved than people would probably think. Because, mm. uh, you know. Blue hair, you know, la la la, uh, and so people go. Well, that's Sarah. She's got purple hair. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. And but you're, yeah, but you're much more reserved in a lot of ways uh, you know, than I think people would probably anticipate. So I was actually wondering, as because I, I knew you were going to to see this, like and you if, know how nervous I was. Well, and I thought I was wondering if you if you would get in there and just be like, because you actually showed me one of the photographs, and I was like, okay, I, I got I got to not look at that. Yeah, I I was wondering if you would get there and kind of go, um, you know, and kind of think, well, this is just too. I'm, this is so uncomfortable. I gotta, I gotta leave. It was actually, but it was quite entertaining. No, it was funny, but it was also just fascinating. Oh yeah, fascinating. How, how into it this guy was. Like he wants to be a dog, and like he was sitting there. I saw him. She made him like she'd throw the ball, and then he'd go and get it. He had to carry everything with his mouth, so he would like bring out the tennis ball and she'd throw it, and he'd run and get the ball. Then she, uh, she's like, "Go get your water bowl." And so he went to his cage, which, by the way, he had a dog cage, which he had to go into later because he was bad. And I, sitting there. I have to ask two questions at this point. One, we were talking about uh, about our shrinks earlier, our respective shrinks, and um, how shrinks do 50, 50 minute hours. So, like, if your shrink session is at noon, you go in, your shrink starts talking to you at noon, and at twelve fifty, you'll say, "Well, we need to end for today." Um, but you know, I, the, these are some things to think about for next week, and uh, and I'll see you then. So, uh, same time. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Right, <laughs> have a good day. And then you leave. Uh, so. How like he presumably is paying for how much you know for time, so and we'll he, get to that in a yeah. second. But I how how does he know like when is there like a buzzer go off or does she like she when the time it, is up does, does she and, switch back to like okay Ted thanks so much no no it's a it is her role like she is his master always it's weird so like I asked her too I'm like so after this is done I'm like 
once you let him out of his cage, does, you does, just does he like, turn back into exactly a normal so I'm person? Like, okay, see, no, she's like, no, it all depends on how he was. She's like, like for example, today because he he was not obeying her, and so she put him in his in his cage. She's like, you you are embarrassing me. She's like, you are a pathetic piece of you know blank. She's like, you're embarrassing yourself in front of me, in front of the pretty lady. I cannot believe that you did this to me. Hi, like, pretty lady. No, and so and she and every time you would do something, she's like, I did not give you permission to do wow. that. And she's like, go. So there's this cage that's basically the size of like someone like me fitting in there. He has to go in his cage and sit in there, and then she starts blasting. Metal music again, like puts a blanket over the cage, you know, like how a dog would be. This is why they had to do that to that Atlanta uh, uh, hawk, Tim. Yes. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to leave you in there. She's like, it might be 10 minutes. It might be two hours. She's like, it d- all depends on how I feel. And she's like, and when I'm done, when I let you out, do not speak to me. Do not look at me. You put on your clothes and you leave this place right now. I am so mad at you. So that's my question. So my, my final uh, question here. And then and I have uh, one more good thing that happened. Or- uh, the best thing. So uh, th- I can't even imagine it that uh, with th- that would be at this juncture. But my <laughs> my my final question would, uh, would be: So you just said uh, that like maybe she'll keep him in there for an hour, maybe it's two hours, maybe it's whatever. So he's he's paying presumably by the hour, and so he must just have some open ended account there because like let's say he's paying pick a number. I mean I don't know what it is. You know uh, you know I'm not asking the no, it's probably not my business. But uh, so, so if he's paying let's say a hundred bucks an hour, easy number. So if she's like, I'm going to keep you in that cage for three hours, then does he just get a bill later to expose for like $300 uh, or, or is it like an agreed upon amount in she advance has, that she can't she go over? A, yeah, no, she she has accounts at these people like she has a, like she doesn't just do it with everybody. Like she has a, a, like a rigorous like testing process before she even agrees to see somebody for the first time. And by the way, we should point out again uh, that unless uh, this is actually in Portland. So and I and I, I won't reveal it, but you told me where what neighborhood this is mm-hmm. in. Um, which is fascinating because one never knows, uh, when you are in whatever part of Portland, one never knows what you're walking by oh, or yeah. what might be taking place just like 15 feet from you. Oh, seriously. So wow. I, I bet he can't quit just like you're having a hard time quitting your psychiatrist. What ha- happens when you say he doesn't want to do this anymore? Yeah, I guess he's been with her for years. Interesting. Like, and, and he comes in and, and I guess his wife knows, but, um, it's not discussed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. So yeah. that's why, that's why she knows that he does it. Don't ask, don't tell. But that's a, exactly, yeah. but that's why he doesn't want marks. Ah, because it doesn't, you yeah, because then it won't bring up in conversation. Doesn't like, want to oh, rub it in her honey, face. Honey, you have flogging marks on yeah. your butt. So that's the thing she chooses not to know about yes. that. The, well, it probably is a lot like picking a shrink, actually, mm-hmm. because clearly it satisfies some mental, you know, some psychological need. And again, and I'm honestly, I'm really totally, truly, honestly not passing judgment. I, you know, whatever. It's a, it's, I mean, and I mean, this is all sincerity. This is what it makes America great. Uh, you can do, spend your money on whatever you want. Some guys want a pizza. Some guys want to be kicked in the face. You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, when you find a, uh, uh, like a, in this, in this case, like for him, you find a woman who like clicks with you, you probably would then would stay mm-hmm. like as long, you know, forever if you could. Like, yeah, because they're working it because she considers it working with him. Like she's just like, cause she was telling me things that she was going to do with him next week. She's like, all right, well, I think we're both up to this point. So that's what I'm going to do next week. Final thought about this. So he was being bad and like he was, he didn't finish his whole water bowl. Like, cause he was trying to drink. Supposed to, right. And she was just like, you know, starts berating him and she's just like, I am so She's like, you know what? I'm not even going to look at you or talk to you. She's like, you need to go to that window right now. She's like, and I want you to lean out there and bark as loud as you can. And she's like, I want you to get three people to see you barking. And she's like, and you, once they see you, once they see you start barking really loud so that I can, so that I can come over and check and make sure someone's seeing you. So there's this gimp hanging out of the window of this apartment I'm at barking at people on the street. And then as some, you know, people will be walking by, he's just like barking loud with like his little like vinyl mask thing. Wow. Uh, She's kind of like Howard Beale. I'm sorry. It's the cheapest joke. All uh, that was the strangest greatest day ever yesterday. 
I love Portland. I do, too. I love it, too. Uh, Straight ahead, Tim Riley has more news and information for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show. They attacked me like a bunch of mad wolf, and they just forward and thought I was going to die, because they were like rabid animals. The Rick Emerson Show returns. there all right thank you sorry i had to give you the uncensored version of what she was saying so during the break down. uh sarah was relating a particularly uh, colorful moment from the afternoon she spent watching the dominatrix do her thing uh and so we were, it, the anecdote was actually so profane that we not only turned the microphones off we actually turned the knobs all the way down as well we potted them all the way down as they say uh, so wow well, it's been quite a week and just just a final recap so yesterday you really, it was, I would say, probably the most interesting day of your life so far, because yesterday you did this show, which is always interesting, uh, and then the Dominatrix, then Kiefer Sutherland, from whom you were like four feet away. That's so weird. Then Klingons, Star Trek, etc. So really, I mean, it doesn't get, I mean, pound for pound, that's your most interesting day ever. I, I mean, I can't think of anything that outstrips that. Best week ever. I mean, really, I mean, you talk about the number, maybe not in terms of any single thing, but in terms of the the day into which you have packed the the most interesting, uh, uh, that's true. There wasn't a there wasn't a dull moment. Like after the show, you know, yesterday we had a meeting, went home, rode my bike back down here, had another meeting, rode my bike to the Dominatrix's place, rode home, shoved some food in my face, and all of a sudden get a call from Paddock to come back down here, come down here, prep with you for two hours for Kiefer Sutherland, meet Kiefer Sutherland, go straight from work to um, Klingons, go straight from Klingons to bar, and then home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, Tim Rice. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. We have a breaking story out of New York City. Why, this is highly unusual. Wait, hold on. Let me get my breaking uh, news sounder uh, here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, Rick Emerson. Ah, screw it. I can't find it. I don't know where it is. Well, uh, all right. No, we'll right. Thanks for being in. Take I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I, uh, wait, here we go. <laughs> breaking news out of New York City. A Bronx teacher has barricaded himself inside his school and claims to have a bomb. Now, this isn't a student. It is a teacher who apparently has had enough. They've uh, cleared the kids out, and they're trying to communicate with him. So we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, that school district in Yakima is being tight-lipped about the poo boy. Remember the five-year-old student who left a little something behind? The teacher packed it in his backpack with a note saying... I found this little turd on the floor of my classroom. Well, now the parents are upset. They're calling the boy Jason for his own safety. A little something behind or a little behind something, Tim? Something from the behind. <laughs> he acknowledged no, the possibility. Yes? That's the- oh, Tim has mastered the single, the single entendre. <laughs> well, anyway, the parents say, yes, he's had a couple of accidents in the past, so... You know, with his butt! <laughs> He said his son is completely potty trained, but hasn't quite mastered cleaning up after himself properly. God almighty. One of those steps is missing in this Seriously, story. I believe he's supposed to leave something behind, not on the floor. I think there's a page missing from their handbook at home. I, uh... So they thought the solution to this was to just pack extra clothes in the backpack. Okay. So whether or not these came in handy or not is unspecified. <laughs> I mean, would it make any difference if you're having to send your kid to school with an ex- like multiple pairs of jeans because of his... Toilet problems. Uh, maybe that's time for homeschooling. That's, I mean, that's that's my only point. All right. 
So moving along,、uh, Sean Hannity said he'd be glad to be waterboarded for charity. Would you consent to be、uh, waterboarded、yes. so we could get the truth out of you? Yeah, sure. We can waterboard you. Sure. Or are you busy on Sunday? <laughs> I'll do it for charity. I'll let you do it. So Keith Olbermann. Why shouldn't MSNBC get a little publicity out of this since Fox is doing it?、Uh, Keith Olbermann will be glad to donate. We'll do it for charity, for the troops' families. I'll take you up on that, Sean. For every second you last, a thousand dollars, live or on tape, provided other networks' cameras are there, a thousand dollars a second, Sean, because this is no game. This is serious stuff. Put your money where your mouth is and your nose. Oh, and I'll double it when you admit you feared for your life. When you admit the horrible truth, waterboarding, the symbol of the last administration, is torture. I'm telling you right now, if I could be a member of a gay power couple, Keith Olbermann. Oh, he's uh, so yeah, so dreamy. Really, there's just no I, you know, you know, and so that's I'm gonna just put that out there. I'm not gonna、uh, not gonna gild that lily. That's、uh, you know, and he is the model for.、Um, He is the model for Peter Krause's character on Sports Night, which I still got to bring in so you can watch.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the character of、uh, Casey McCall is based on Keith Olbermann. I, let me just say this: I can't even imagine how much that guy gets laid. I mean, it's just because a he's、uh, you know he's on television, he's you know and he was on Sports Center. Now he does this, and he's got the you know he's whip smart, and he's got the political,、uh, socially conscious、uh, activist thing going on. But it's sort of like with his great sort of like machismo, and he's got kind of a swagger to him. Uh, also, you know, he's、uh, Keith Olbermann, and you know, and the like,、uh, you know, the best-looking guy ever. And so, I mean, it's just really, I, I cannot even. I just picture him being one of those old-school guys that walks into a Lanes every night, you know, with Rather and Cronkite and Murrow,、mm-hmm. and he's just got like the different dame every night. And Keith Olbermann would totally date dames. It's exactly who he would date.、Oh, Good、yeah. for you, Keith Olbermann. All right, do one more here, and then we'll get、uh, caught up around the、uh, corner. All right, so let's see what else we have. Well, we have that Good Morning America、uh, thing from Paula Abdul, who well, kind of unraveled just a little bit. You don't look like you're really there. Your eyes are closing. Your head is falling back. Because I'm falling asleep and a camera's on me. I don't have、job. anything that's shameful. I don't have anything to be embarrassed about. That was not accurate documentation of my life. So quit picking on me. So I guess my question to you is: I mean, there'd be no dishonor in taking pain medication if you're in. I'm、pain. not. I no. I have. To, I I have to. I just came out of my 15th surgery. I have to take Vicodin, no, Oxycontin, no, those drugs. No, 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 no. We will not take those drugs. And you can check my medical records. There is nothing like that. Wow. Okay. Um, at a certain point, all the drunken celebrity voices start to turn into that Anna Nicole Smith voice at the end. That's like the last stop on the、uh, on the vocal train. And one last thing: the、uh, the practice at Popeyes. It was supposed to be an Earth Day special. Eight fried chicken pieces for ninety nine. It turned out to be nine pieces for nine ninety nine in Minneapolis, and the customers were outraged. What do you mean you're not participating? This is the only Popeyes in the state of Minnesota. They got a nine piece for nine ninety nine. Nine piece, but that's not four ninety nine. No, we traveled all the way from St. Paul. I like how the, and the great thing is how they're all like egging each other on. You know, it's sort of like solidy now, brothers. Wow. Okay. It's the、uh, Rick Emerson Show. It is Rock One Hundred One KUFO. Straight ahead, we will find out what today's biggest stories were, and、uh, we will hand it off to Buzz for Smells Like the Nineties at nine o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. The Rick Emerson Show concludes next. It's Friday on Rock One Hundred One KUFO.
want this guy to produce my, make me beautiful duets. Because he's freaking genius. Now broadcasting everywhere. One time I did actually confess that I uh, made out with my teddy bear. The Rick Emerson Show returns on Rock 101 KUFO. We now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson Show, coming up at 9, that is just moments from now. Smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. Uh, we are going to close out the week by doing this. Caller 10 right now, win a copy of American Swing on DVD. That is Caller 10 right now, 503-733-2970. You win a copy of American Swing on DVD. Take a walk in the wild side of New York City in the 70s. It is a no-holds-barred exploration of the meaning of sex, available now on DVD from Magnolia Home Entertainment, American Swing. All right, Tim Riley, what were today's biggest stories? The accused Craigslist killer tries to hang himself with a shoelace. He's unsuccessful. Then he gets in a fight with another prisoner. Brittany has her hair pulled out of her head in Oakland. <laughs> and the Yakima Pooh Boy had previous accidents. Well, that's fantastic. So, uh, <coughs> pardon me, so speaking of Brittany, so I am flying to Las Vegas, uh, just a few hours actually. Um, ideally, I think we're seeing the Osmonds tonight. I think Laura's taking care of tickets to the Osmonds. I am so That's crazy. Of this trip. Uh, and I guess the rumor is if you get there early and hang around, I guess Marie Osmond's sort of just uh, sitting there with crazy eyes in the lobby. So I'm going to try to meet camera. her tonight. I totally am. And then uh, Brittany Spears uh, tomorrow. And I'll be updating uh, my uh, Facebook page, uh, like a loser, uh, via Twitter, via my Blackberry. Fantastic. Just that interesting. All right. Uh, we want to thank CNN Radio correspondent Steve Castabam and Jim Roop, as well as uh, Aaron Duran from GeekInTheCity.com. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. Greg Nibbler of the Nibblonians. The gatekeeper Dave's in. Webmistress Bridget from upstairs. CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Don't F with me Reynolds. Uh, sound engineer Brent Brizendine. Executive producer Christopher J. Paddock. Thank you for listening. Smells Like the 90s is up next. Court and Fatboy 3 to 7, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is April 24th, 2009, and that is the frequency. Kenneth, be safe. See you all on Monday. Bye now. The sheets are red and moist where I'm lying. God in heaven, teach me how to die.